Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast. Hello. Hi. Hi. We definitely, we definitely weren't pretending to be Twitch streamers before yeah. we went live. How does one pretend <laughs> to be a Twitch streamer exactly? All right. Uh, we were well, angling, uh, you know, angling your camera down a little bit, talking oh, about okay. how like you don't want donations, but I'm, I'll take one. You know, can we were I doing give, that. I give you money, please. Mm. I might go to my Amazon <laughs> wish list. Oh, you know, yeah. Okay, I'll do that. That sounds like an awfully privileged thing to do, Jesse. Watch <laughs> out for that. <laughs> Welcome to the Co-Optional uh, Podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games. This is the show for the 2nd of December 2014. Dodger is not here, and it's Time Warner's fault. Again. I don't oh, believe yes. that for a minute. Ooh. Don't believe that for a minute. I, I, oh, are you kidding me? It's Time Warner. I'll believe anything involving Time Warner, except the phrase, Time Warner worked perfectly today. I don't believe that for sleep. a minute. Girl just wanted to sleep in her bed with She just Sam. wanted to sleep in. She had a late flight last night. She just landed and wanted well, to sleep wasn't in. Wasn't the plane broken? Yeah, because I heard, like, it's like, yeah, one of the motors isn't working out. What? That's pretty serious. So they had to deplane, apparently. So, hell, if she got back late, that's... I, have, uh, I don't blame her. I've never had a flight, like, have crazy shit happen. All my flights are just like, hey, we're good to go. Like, one time it got delayed a few hours, and that was it. One like, time our flight dropped several thousand feet because we hit a negative pressure pocket in the middle of the Atlantic. Whoa. That was fucking fun. No, it wasn't. That was what fucking terrified the shit out of me, and now I hate flying. So, yeah. Screw that. That's terrible. I don't like planes. <laughs> wow. Oh. Ever, yeah, everyone's had really bad... My parents were talking about how, like, they hit a bird, and a bird went into the engine one time, and their plane almost, like, crashed. I've never had a problem. Which means, Crendor, I hate to break it to you, we're going to be on a flight together that crashes. We're going to die. <laughs> this yeah, is the plot probably. for the next Final Destination movie, right? It's, yeah, Yeah, we've lucked out too many times. We're going to be long like, as, like, As long as Nicolas Cage just stands up and he's like, I got this, guys. I'll be happy. Oh, no. No, we're dead. He's an actor. <laughs> I was going to say, what's he going to do? Fix the engine? What? He's going to climb no, out of the plane and find no, the bird, pick it out, thing. feather by feather. I don't care that he's not going to save the plane. I'm just, I want that to happen. Yeah, as we crash. And then just nothing <laughs> happens and he dies all anyway. All will come together. We'll yeah. crash and a giant shark will come up and eat the plane as we crash. <laughs> End of story. Oh. And I was like, I knew this was going to happen. That's how we die. Jesse. I have a new test yes. for you. Uh, you, uh -oh. the, the master of the uh, Star Wars lore, I have two new spaceships from the X-Wing oh, miniature God. series. Let, should we play the identification game? Sure. I'm not sure I'll get these. You might not. We'll see. So we have uh, one of these. One of these. There we go. Oh, crap. That's the ship from uh, Shadows of the Empire. I just don't remember it the is. name of it. I don't remember the name of it though. It's the YT2400. It's the it's yeah. The, there's no way. Kind of the, the latest the model from the because uh, what the, uh, the Millennium from, Falcon though. was the older one, and then uh, you probably won't get this one. This is this uh -huh. is so far out of the realms of possibility in the expanded universe. We got one of these right here. Oh um, oh god, it's definitely it, well. Obviously, it's an Imperial ship. Yeah, and nice and spiky. What when? When was this? When when is this post Return of the Jedi? I believe so. Yes. Oh well, then I would say that's probably too far out for me. That's probably like when they were like fighting the aliens, the Yuvong Chong or whatever they were called. Yeah. This uh, I believe the only time <laughs> this was used was actually in um, in Star Wars Galaxies Jump to Lightspeed. It was it's the VT forty nine Decimator. Oh shit! Wait, Very that's cool. a Galaxies thing? Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe that was uh, that was when it first uh, was shown off. Yeah. I would never. 
I would Pretty never cool. get. I would never get a. Star yeah, Wars I mean that's Galaxy that's game. too far. I don't blame you for that one. One little bit. I didn't get it either because I never played Galaxies. Crendor, was... you're also here. Hi. Really big nerds. Uh, what? No, hello. dude. Don't tell me you didn't get like <laughs> some feels from the Star Wars trailer. You didn't like have like a moment of like. That's I pretty excited. I appreciate this. I was excited about it. I was like, this looks cool. I'm not like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever happening in my life. But like, I was like, well, all right, I'm excited for it. Anyone so who mean, said that has, has Shade no in chat says so Jesse needs to buy thing. a bunch of Warhammer 40,000 tanks and test TV next time. That's a very bad idea. You will lose. You will fucking no, I lose. I've been playing a video game this week that has about 27 variants of the Lehman Russ, and I can name each and every fucking one of them. Don't. Here, here's Don't. the problem. <laughs> not only would not only would I lose out that, in that competition, I lose out on money. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> we'll have a forty thousand tanks. It's like enjoy being homeless. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, wow. No thanks. <laughs> Stupidly expensive game. Holy crap! You know it's, he it's wins. Why, he wins. That's why I like playing X Wing. I hate assembling and painting models, and I hate expensive shit. Well. X-Wing is none of those things, relatively speaking, you know? Yeah, some people might say that model's expensive. Not compared to 40k it fucking isn't. You have no idea. Holy crap, what a money sink. And somewhere I have, it's in like an old chest of stuff somewhere. I have old uh, Micro Machines versions of all the stuff that you have, all the Star Wars ships. Yeah. But it has like the Sun Crusher and it has like all yeah. those awesome, I was like, yeah, Expanded Universe stuff. So... Somewhere I'll find that one day, and then I'll pull those out and be like, what's this? And you'll be like, that is obvious. You're an idiot. I'll be like, oh. I'll, I'll, I'll be actually you. enunciating it like that. Well. That is obvious. Star Wars <laughs> obvious answer. Knows, it knows you all. Knows everything you have. It knows what's inside your mind. Get out. By the way, I counted. This is my 15th podcast. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you are 15. the perpetual third wheel, aren't you? I am, and I accept that role. You're our rebound. I am. You're our rebound. You really you're are. You're a booty call. You're our podcast booty call. We, we settle need it, for you. Right there. You, we you're settle right for there. you. I'm the best settlement around. Oh, my. You are. You are. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Welcome to the Corruptional Podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games. Come to the show. We'll be talking about the games we've been playing this week or attempting to play. Then we'll talk about the news, and then we'll just leave. Yeah. Yay. Pretty much. I've... Still kind of getting over a cold at the moment, so I'm a little croaky, unfortunately, but I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine, so... You're wearing a robe. Yeah, yeah I am. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, past couple of podcasts, I've stopped giving a shit, so I, I'm just wearing dressing <laughs> gowns for the show. I like that now. about you. I like that about you. You <laughs> have... Good, man. It's... You've just given up a little yeah. bit. I'm okay with that. You're like, yeah. <laughs> it's also possible that it could be because of the arcane sorcery of... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, oh, man. Of... This book of chaos out. right here. There what? Why what do you have that? It's because it, I, it is filled with the power of chaos, obviously. Look at this thing. Look at it. It's mm. it's an arcane tome. The Can eight you open star, it? The eight-pointed star of chaos on the, emblazoned on its back. It's Does lovely. it open? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's got a book in it. Do you see? Yeah. Oh. It's, I see. I mean, you probably, to... you probably can open it, but it requires arcane sorcery and possible possible demonic sacrifice. It's heresy, wow. basically. Like it's it's, <laughs> it's like a ten pound box of heresy, right uh -huh. here. Yeah. You have to make summons. Try to explaining our... that one at the Golden Gates, you hypocrite. <laughs> to make sacrifices <laughs> to our God and Savior, Lord Draxus. The Golden Gates? Are you? 
Are you suggesting we go McDonald's drive-thru right here? Drive the Golden Gates. <laughs> Those, are the, arches. Those are the arches. Also, Pearly Gates. That shows you how little I know Golden about Gates. What the fuck? You have to summon. You have to they, they sacrifice three Big Macs to Lord Jaraxxus, in which he brings forth his the dawn, book of the Arid Legion. Legion. The burning Legion. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're you not doing that. You brought the Big Macs. <laughs> you brought the, the Golden Arches <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> Trifling gnome, <laughs> your McFlurry will be your undoing. <laughs> Literally, it's gonna give you heart disease. Yes, you you will get diabetes <laughs> eventually. Diabetes. Not now, but eventually. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. I, I also got um my this is my favorite Bioshock game by the way. This is Bioshock: The Siege of Columbia, the board game. There you, go. you haven't even opened it. No. <laughs> no, I'm not going to open it. Well, I mean, it can't be any worse than Infinite. Uh, I guess, yeah, yeah. Right. I missed that joke. I missed <laughs> that joke. All right. It's got a, it's, it's a little plastic blue songbird that's in there. Look at this. Look at it. It's got a little plastic that, blue songbird. That was it. on, like, super duper sale on uh, the Irrational Games website, Yeah. like, the other day. I got an on... email from them. They were like, do you want a $250 statue of the Lutises? I was oh, like, uh, no. I mean, no, but... Okay. Uh, no. Yeah, oh, yeah the board the game's Cox pretty good. So give that a try. We'll see how it is. I forgot about that at McDonald's. What? I'm still talking oh, about we McDonald's. Made, we made a sandwich for McDonald's. Yeah, we Crendor. made a sandwich. The McCox and, and Crendor is... Is it, is it, is it bland? Like, uh, no, <laughs> do you not get anywhere near enough of it for your money? <laughs> it's, it's, inappro it's inappropriate and disgusting. It's, it's oh, okay. A, well, I mean, the, what's the difference between that and regular McDonald's? <laughs> well... It is bland, it but it's covered up by barbecue sauce. Uh, based that it's a McRib, and then you stick a jalapeno McDouble inside that McRib and eat it together. Yeah, that's what a McFox and Crendor is. It that's literally just tastes like barbecue awful. sauce. Yeah, it has no taste but barbecue. The barbecue sauce is so tangy and awful. <laughs> it is just tastes like that. I ate it's one disgusting. on Wad launch night, and I uh, I thought it was all right. It's not all right. It is <laughs> not good. <laughs> I mean, it's not good, but it's not TV like He just terrible. had to wash the taste of it from, <laughs> from his mouth. Oh. He hasn't even had it. He just started downing water because he's like, I can't. I Yeah, I mean, I I'm, I'm eating cherry cough drops. I don't even like cherry, but it's it's better. It's just better. <laughs> what kind of cough? Are they Ricola? I like uh, Ricola. Holes. Uh, oh, holes. Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck. Whoa. That's the that's a search results box. We don't want that. There we go. Sorry. I'm so what? what? I, I what? accidentally I pressed I think like F six or F seven with the uh, with the thing of halls and it brought up this giant search box over the Skype window. It was a bit weird. Uh, oh. Mm. <laughs> oh wow, that white in it. Oh yeah, no, I, I see it now. Yeah, I see it. That was that was wonderful. <laughs> that was, yeah, it was wonderful. Everyone loved it. Hmm. All right, made made the podcast a little bit better. Okay, so who's been playing Dragon Age? I know you have, Jesse. I have. Oh, yeah. Cool. We can talk about that. Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Where do we start, oh. boss man? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's talk. I don't know. Okay, I've played for 41 hours so far. I feel like I've just wow. kind of started. <laughs> I was, I was the one thing I've been told countless times because I'm an obsessive when it comes to like completing. Let me things guess. You're still in the on. fucking hinterlands, aren't you? <laughs> Look, I'm. I'm. <laughs> here's, here's, your here's your the let's thing. play is going to be the most boring shit if you stay in that zone. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> So, so what, what I've been told many times is that you just can't complete the hinterlands. And I think it brings up a weird gaming design philosophy. What do you mean I'm really you can't curious. complete it? Well, 
Or I, I mean that level... you shouldn't, or that you literally cannot. No, no, that that the way the hinterlands is such a big zone that there are certain things you just can't do till you hit certain level marks. Well, and you there's have to go like to level areas. twelve rifts and shit in there that you can't. Yeah, beat and there's if a you're dragon you can't kill till later. Like there's a bunch of different things in the hinterlands you can't do right away. And so I'm curious why, because when you think back to other RPGs, an area like that is usually later in the game. And in the beginning, it keeps you very focused on going a certain direction, getting the story, getting the information mm -hmm. out. And in this game, it did it at the beginning. And so it gives you this huge open world area to explore. And for me, I'm like, oh, well, F it. I'll just go explore and see what there is to do. And there's so much to do. You're like, whoa, is the rest of the game like this? And it's not, which is uh, weird. Some of it is. I, well, how, how many hours have you put in so far? Oh, God, I don't even... I'm, I'll go to Steam and look that up right now. All right, because, I, I mean, I've I put 41 in up to this point, and more often than not, a lot of zones are... They're not as big as the Hinterlands. Most of them. Not, but some are. Some fucking are but as big as more that. But they're much more focused. But even though they're as big, they're more focused. I, like... Uh, some are, but I wouldn't say all of them are. A lot I of them would, that you I unlock are just giant, unfocused, like, you're in the desert. Shit's going on. Go find out. <laughs> but you have an objective, right? Like yeah, but you have an objective, objective in the Hinterlands as well. You've got to hunt down... was like, get get reputation with people. Like, well, you've got to, Your <laughs> objective is to help the refugees <laughs> and stop like the fighting between the rebel mages and the Templar. Like That's the objective of the Hinterlands. Anything is an objective. Collecting bear asses is an objective. Unfortunately, Good yes. Objective. And the Hinterlands literally has that quest. It's collect ten, like, it's collect ten Rams, ram skins. Ram meat. Yeah, something like that. Those are annoying as shit, because those things run away from you, so you gotta make sure you get your archer to shoot the bastard. But but I think it's safe to say that every other zone, no matter how you view them as, as you know, what they are, they're infinitely better than the Hinterlands, and the Hinterlands is the starting experience, so I'm curious why that... I, it's. I don't know. And if I'd like better. to know. I really don't. Like some of them are, but I think I, it's just sheer size. The Hinterlands has so many dump quests that are really, right. really dull. It's got. But that's. But a lot that of like the other posts. Beep. Go, Go on. for it. <laughs> no, it's not like, isn't, isn't that isn't that just other posts? Like that's things you would expect to do when you're level. 42 in a single player RPG and you've now gained access to like open world areas and you're doing completion stuff before you take on the final boss or whatever. At least that's like what it's usually been. And I'm just really curious why this is the way they set it up because I, I hate to break it to the internet. I don't care. I'm going to complete all the things in the Hinterlands. <laughs> I don't give any shits. I'm going to do everything there is to do and I'm going to defy you and I'm going to have fun doing it. And I, so far I'm having a blast doing it, but Everyone was like, it's everything's so much better. And I'm like, it's, I don't think it okay. is. I think it's better, but I don't think it's so much better. I think it's, it's an improvement in some cases. There was some cool stuff going on in the desert that I found. Like I came across this like temple and shit was going on there. And I went through that and that was kind of interesting. And there was a fort that I had to liberate. And that became like an operations base in that zone. And then it gave me quests associated with that which was kind of neat, that felt like it actually done something. Whereas in the Hinterlands, it doesn't feel like you've done fucking anything. Everything that you do has basically no consequence whatsoever to the vast majority of things that are happening. And yeah, a lot of it just feels like busy work. And the thing is, a lot of the game feels like that. I think it's starting to get there, but I'm 40 hours in. I would have expected to start getting there a little bit earlier than that. <laughs> it's it is it's a, yeah it's a weird uh, it's a weird gameplay philosophy they have of this game, and we've seen it in the past with a few different games that are like it takes like you know twenty hours to get going, 
And I just I'm I wonder why people think that something that because it goes against everything that gamers expect now. It Most goes games against come what out, Dragon Age Origins set the expectation of. Yeah, it's yeah. Like the great thing about Origins is it started off strong because it started off with your origin story and you it made you feel like personally invested in. It. Like you started as a city elf, you immediately get confronted by this racist stuff. You know, which is what they promised. It was actually, I, I love that. I played the City Elf and the the subplot, way, how you start and the way that uh, the racism is integrated into it against the City Elves is really interesting. And all, in fact, all the origin stories in that are pretty damn interesting. But in this one, they start you off with a kind of generic, oh no, things are going wrong. And then you say, okay, we, we have the Inquisition now. Go to the Hinterlands. And then you just kind of aimlessly wander it and... I think it, uh, people are gonna, uh, people's expectations of that game are gonna vastly change depending on how much they just pursue the story and how much they hung around in those zones. Because I think people like us, we're MMO players, we're kind of completionists. I love it. That's why I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's why I was able to endure it for longer. But going back, looking back at it, I wasted probably 10 plus hours in zones I had no business being in, doing stupid shit, collecting shards, picking fucking herbs, when really what I should have done is done the storyline at the bare minimum, got to Skyhold, and then started playing from there, because that's when all your companion quests start to unlock, which is a shitload more interesting. That's when you get to do a lot more of the plot stuff. You get to upgrade your Skyhold and stuff. You know, that's, that's awesome. That was my biggest problem with it, is like... I'd never played a Dragon Age game before, like, before this one came out. So I was like, I'm going to stream it, and then I'll see what I think, and then... So you also had you know, no clue what you were getting... I hate to break it to I you, had Dragon no Age clue 1 has a lot into. of lore, like, a lot of backstory. You would have been like, I don't. Yeah, it's, but that's, it's pretty generic lore, though. You really don't need to understand much about it. I mean, they nicked most but of like, the stuff from Warhammer. If you're make like, shouldn't they at least have some sort of intro into the lore? Like, so I know what's happening. Because, like, you just jump, it's like, hey, nope. you, you got a mark on your hand and shit's going down. I'm like, well, oh, that, that's, okay. that actually has nothing to do with the lore. That's, you, yeah, you that's wouldn't new. have learned anything about that. <laughs> all right. But, like, so I get started and I'm like, all right, I'm playing through. And after, like, an hour of playing, I was just like, I feel like I don't want to, like, keep playing <laughs> like it has that feel of just like i don't really want to keep playing so like i was doing all that and i feel like it's because that mmo style i, I get that urge just like it's in another mmo game and i'm like i just could be i could be playing wow and like doing something I mean, progressive Dragon in Age WoW inquisition instead. to me is almost literally the old republic it really is you could play the old republic in the same way but, I mean, there's probably more grinding in the Old Republic, honestly, but the choices and the story-based stuff, that's all already in the Old Republic, and you can very much play that MMO as a single-player game with a storyline. And Dragon Age almost felt like an inversion of that. It, it's almost like it should have been an MMO, but it plays it's a single-player game. But a lot of the design philosophy is MMO-like. It's like, here's these big open zones where nothing's really happening, and we're going to fill them with side quests and collectibles and crafting stuff. And you're going to wander around exploring and finding those things. And occasionally you come across something which is really awesome. But most of the time you come across something which is an exclamation mark. And it's like, oh, there's something on this corpse. Go deliver it. 
or go yeah. to this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. It's very MMO like, and uh, compared to Origins, I think that's a huge step backwards. Huge step. And that's what I did. Is like the chat was like, "Go play Origins, go Origins play Origins." Is great. And I was so I was like, "All right." So I started playing Origins, and I was like, "Oh my god." This, this game is, is amazing. Better. Yeah, because... Like, I just, right from the start, I was like, I actually care about what's happening. There's, like, some... You're in this weird demon world. There's, like, a sloth demon bear. He's just like, go do shit. I'm like, whoa, this is cool. And then you, like, get to the guy who, like, can't even... <laughs> and then you get to that place and you talk to that guy that can't, like, think with emotions. And he's just like, hello, I am here. Friend of our best storyteller like, ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know that wild like, sloth thing and there's a guy who does a thing. <laughs> That's like yep. it's like the fun of playing a new game that you've never played. And I was like, this feels like an experience I've never had before. And that's what I felt with that. And then with Dragon Age Inquisition, I felt like this feels like I've done this before. And that's what I didn't yeah. care about it. Yeah. I t- I, sorry, uh, Jessica. No, I, I, I just I think it's interesting that I, I am. I, I don't know what this says about me. Probably that I'm a giant hypocrite of some sort. But. I was extremely like hard on this game co- when it was coming out, and now I'm finding myself really enjoying even the most minute crap in it, like stuff that everyone else is like that's garbage. I'm like, but you can g- look, you can go over there and do that thing, and I feel like uh, it's it's an interesting. I you know I might not be far enough in it to judge the game, but I'm enjoying the little things in it, which I think are kind of funny. It, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what happened to me, but uh, well, I mean you're an MMO player. It's and you yeah. enjoyed that stuff in WoW and you're enjoying it here. I, I I found that I'm able to tolerate it. If I wasn't an MMO player, I'd probably hate this thing, honestly. And yeah, I'm I'm kind of into it now, but I feel fatigued by the game because I did so much of the stuff in the hinterlands and I did so much of the stuff in a couple of er- other areas like the desert area, and I feel like oh god, I mean I. This combat system is is getting a bit samey. It's helpful that I'm playing a two-handed warrior, so I get to do some pretty awesome shit. I've got, like, Whirlwind. I've got Earthquake, which I upgraded so it sets the ground on fire for eight seconds. This big nice. slam that creates rocks, even if there are no rocks there. I, I fought on top of a cloth tent, hammered the ground, and rocks appeared from the tent. It was great. It's like, this is how strong I am. This is mighty. But simultaneously, <laughs> like, the way that Origins did it, some people hated the combat for that, but for me... It was a slower, more methodical combat system, especially on the higher difficulties, that encouraged frequent pausing and uses of the tactical view. It felt more like Neverwinter Nights or Baldur's Gate. I this, really liked it from what I did with yeah, it, like compared to the it. Inquisition one. Yeah, and another, another problem I've got with it is the tactical view sucks. It's really bad on PC. It controls horribly. I'm just playing on normal difficulty, so I don't have to use the tactical view, although I'm told I really have to when I fight dragons, because apparently you've got to move a lot there. That sounds horrible, because the tactical view in Dragon Age Origins was spot on. I used it all the time. It was great. You could set complex behaviors for your characters so that they wouldn't act like complete morons. You could set up combos and things like that. And you could just pause and use a proper mouse-driven interface to move people around. Here, it's clearly not designed for mouse and keyboard, and it suffers as a result. So, I... Um, it's like... Use use E and Q to move. I'm like, what is going Rotate on? Rotate the camera with, with the keyboard. Like, no. Oh, and it has that worst. same like user interface that all those games have, like Far Cry and just all. Yeah, where it's clearly like, 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 well, this you were Skyrim. supposed to use the analog stick, but no, yeah. we've kind of mashed in the. You've got to hold down both fucking uh, <laughs> mouse buttons to move it around. It, it interacts with the terrain, which is just ridiculous. It's on oh, the fact that you left click to, sh- to auto attack. Like I kept trying to move my camera around and I kept auto attacking. I'm like, Ugh. Mm. 
Mm. It's freaking me out. Yeah, in wow, that's all I do. I'm okay with the movement and things like that because, frankly, it's quite like wow. So, like, I'm sort of used to how mm. the camera works, but the tactical view is bollocks. It is, and the AI is not smart. I'm sorry, you can't give it enough behaviors to be smart. It, it, there's like four behaviors you can configure. It's like, use a potion when under this. Attack my target. That's it. That's like all they have. They gutted the system completely. It's And it's infuriating because setting up combos, pretty much impossible unless you use tactical view and micromanage your people because they will just use spells whenever the fuck they feel like it. I've seen guys use their movement abilities to charge off cliffs. It's just the stupidest. <laughs> Oh, man. It sounds great to me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> yeah. I, but, I mean, I'm, I might feel like I'm kind of slamming on it a lot, but the writing's mostly good, I think. Like, Dorian is an amazing character. His writing is fantastic. Everything he says is gold. I, I replaced my mage in my part because Ceres or whatever. Boring. Boring motherfucker. It's okay. I've got Dorian now. Oh, he's going to snark. Yeah, Solas. Fuck him. He's boring. It's like... I'm a fade. Like, shut I up. Love, I, love, I don't care I about the fade. <laughs> it's like, this is the only thing you talk about. Well, when I was in the fade, shut up. <laughs> Dorian's brilliant. He's just snarky and silly and awesome. And uh, Cassandra's great because she's a great foil Cassie. to Dorian. So I like her in the party because she's she plays the straight woman to Dorian Silly. And then I put uh, I have I have Varric in there just to be sarcastic. I'm thinking of swapping him out for Ser uh, like Ceres or whatever, uh, because she just doesn't make any sense. And I have a feeling that's gonna have some very interesting ideas and conversations pop out of it. So the writing I think is cool, and I've done I done some of the companion quests, and they're really good. Really, I did uh, Joseph Josephine's companion quest spot on. Really, really good. I love Josephine and her ridiculous gold outfit. Oh yeah, so it's much, so floofy and all. all... <laughs> floofy gold outfit that must weigh. Well, a I ton. like the fact that she wanders around with a clipboard with a fucking candle stuck to candle, it. Yeah, as if that's in any way practical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it that, is that's... a fantastic. That's okay. Uh, the one thing I would say about the writing in the game, and this is probably. Not going to go over well with the Tumblr crowd, but holy crap, it's, uh, like, messaging, we'll say, is very on the nose. Like, there's no subtlety behind anything that has to do with, like, sexuality or politics. and Like, it's very much like, yes, this is my girlfriend, and we are, do you have a problem with that? Because no one else does, that you shouldn't have a problem with that. <laughs> really? It's like, oh I haven't run into anything like that. What, could, have you got an example? I found, like... They're all, oh my god, they're all sorts of uh, little side quests in the game. I think the earliest one is when you find the, um, oh shit. It's, it's right, okay, it's after the one, like, I think the very first one you find is when you find the scout who is having a, a relationship with a mage up on a hill. That's like the first one you find. But after that, you find like this whole thing where it's like, it's okay to do what you want to, uh, it's in, um, Whatever the name of that city. It's in Orlais. It's in one of the cities in Orlais. Oh, Val Royale? I don't know. It's not in Val Royale. It's But chat, I mean, the dead mage early on is is pretty good, but it's it's after that. Mm, and and I, from I that point on, you it. find a book. You find a book in the game that's like, these are the social stats of like who does what and where and how each race has their own relationship things. It's like, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. I don't need that, though. Like, you don't need to go into explanation of like why it's okay. 
just put it in your game. I, I'll be fine with it. Hmm. I'm not, I don't need you to explain to me why it's cool. I, I haven't run into that yet. Like, I, I like the fact that, uh, I mean, D Dorian's sexuality is a complete non-issue. Like, he's just a that's gay character. Fine. That's, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I love that. I think that's great. And that's, uh, uh, that's how it like... should be fucking done. Because yeah. it, especially if you if you believe all this stuff is okay, which obviously you should, then why would you point it out? Why would you have to like, hey, hey, guys, hey, you know, there's it's like the Borderlands writing. Whenever they try and pull that shit, it's so bad. It's incredibly, as you said, on the nose, and they would just shove it in your fucking face. It's condescending. It's stupid. Like just it, it is normal. Like when I want here's the thing. Like when I wander around that world, I don't question the idea that there are women in armor and things like that. That's entirely normal. There's right. nothing out. Yeah. And I'm glad that it doesn't point that shit out. It never oh. says, you know, oh, well, did you get into opposition because you're a woman? It's like, isn't that unusual because you're a woman? Like, no, they don't do anything like that. And that's exactly how it should be. It's just treating I, uh, it like it's a normal thing instead of being like, yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. It's going to give me a freaking hemorrhage trying to, it, it, all it is is in a town and there are two nobles talking. And if you just sit and listen to the conversation, it goes on for about six minutes. And it is literally just like the most on the nose, like what you would imagine people want to hear but no one wants to hear like like the whole like it's okay to be in love with who you want to be in love with yes mm. i you know like that kind of thing and it's like there is no problem <laughs> yeah. with that and those who judge and it's like fucking shit <laughs> like okay well, i mean we frankly if that's just like one side conversation that you probably will never hear i don't frankly give a shit <laughs> it's it, i think yeah i mean it's just one of those things that's like a little minor quibble that i have where it's just like i get i get what you're doing but it's well, unnecessary. Like, Everyone supports bit. you anyway. We, we're all behind you. No one here is saying, like, don't but, do that. And the people who are yeah. saying that aren't buying your game. So what well, the hell do you And that care? reminds me of, what was it? Oh, God. Uh, that huge kerfuffle a while ago where one of the seniors from EA, after EA got named, like, worst company in America two times in a row, basically said that it was, uh, it was because people didn't like the fact that they put uh, lesbian, gay, bi, uh, transsexual kind of, and queer characters in their games. It's like, I'm gonna what? say no. <laughs> what? That sounds like I'm an invisible boogeyman, no. really. I don't think that's actually in any way true. No, I, don't get me wrong. I, I love the fact that EA games in general are uh, do a good job of representation. That's fine. That's great. And I, I hope more companies do that when it's appropriate to the story. No, don't just shoehorn diversity in for diversity's sake. Do it because you believe in it and because you can write good characters that are diverse. Like, that's, use that diversity. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. yeah. Use it. I think that's don't the make it problem, token. Though. That's the biggest problem right now is rather than do it because it's for the story and it feels like it's part of the story, it's shoot it's constantly shoehorned in as a way to like avert uh, bad press. And it and it's like you yeah, can like see build when it's it done in that as way. A story. Like yeah. build it in so like you actually care, like, oh wow, I'm playing this love story between these two gay characters and it's really good and I want them to be together instead of just like, we are gay and we should be together. Do you think yeah. so? I, I want to romance Dorian. <laughs> I, I want to romance Dorian because not because I am gay, because he's an awesome character. And I'm role-playing a yeah. character. Maybe my character is gay. Who knows? Maybe he's yeah. bisexual. Maybe he just really likes Dorian. What's wrong with that? You know? I, yeah. I, I, I just don't... I, I'm not... I'm not cool with the whole um, idea of quotas. It's like, well, we need a black character, we need an Asian character, we need this female character. Like, no, r just write good characters, and that that will come. Can I naturally? And because you don't have to have an equal like number of different characters, you just need to have good characters. 
and it, it may say a lot about my 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 snark level. But when I saw the uh, tr- now, and I'll just say this because I'm not sure what we can say. But uh, when I saw the the Warcraft movie trailer, there was there was an Asian high elf, and I said to myself, "That's cool." And then I thought. Oh shit! Is that because they figured they had to add like different races for the elves? Because the elves are just white people. Like the elves are all like in the in the game. The elves are just skinny white people. And I was like, they feel like they had to add that in there. And it's like, oh no. And that I think is a problem. I think Sorry, I'm just reading chat and they say bisexual <laughs> characters are really freaking hard to animate. Ubisoft opinions. <laughs> yes. I don't. Oh man, love that. Yeah, just it's just a case of treating that particular subject matter with the respect that it deserves. Because, again, the -the on-the-nose stuff I find just as immature as the immaturity that, you know, teenage boys have regards like, hey, gay, it's just as immature. (laughs) You just happen to be doing it from a position of power, and that sucks because you're undermining your own message uh, by not delivering it in an adult way. Treat people like adults if you want the message to be be heard. But, I mean, I I personally don't have the same problem with Inquisition that you have, probably because I haven't heard those conversations. I don't read most of the text in that game. It's not that I have a problem. It's just that it's really very like like the stuff that i've seen is very like like i said it's on it's on the nose yeah it's ham-fisted and it's sort of like we get it but you don't need to keep reminding everyone that that's the world we're in like we see this the female soldiers we see like this world from the get-go you understand this is a world of equality yeah. where you can fight alongside if you can pick up a sword and, or you know, a staff you fucking fight it's as simple as yeah. that why the hell like, wouldn't you we it's it. a world that gets attacked by the dark spawn on a regular fucking basis yeah. it's like <laughs> well half years, of our potential army they can't do it because social reasons fuck that that's dumb <laughs> right. <laughs> right. give them a sword yeah. and fight the fucking horde jesus you get it you get it right away in the first 15 minutes of the game you understand what world you're in you don't it doesn't need to be like did you also know about this world like <laughs> yeah yeah, it's yeah. not a complaint. More of like a just we get it. We get oh, no, it. Here's what I'll You're say trying. about sexuality in that game. Talk to Iron Bull as much as possible about yes. Kanari sexuality. It's fucking hilarious. Definitely want to read that. Love it. Uh, but I, I mean, that is a point that someone brought up. Actually, it's, I mean, it's not a world of equality at all. Just in terms of races, anyway. You know, uh, I, I was I was referring to sec- to yeah, uh, of course, you know, a sexual male, quality, female. Absolutely. There, yeah, my yeah, my totally. fault. Gender my equality. fault. It's all right. But I mean, come on. Your Have you fault. seen the elves? Have you seen the elves though? I think I think we all understand why they're slaves. I mean, <laughs> what, what the fuck? You, I I play a fucking elf. Fuck you. Just because my just guy saying, has a man, stupid tree tattoo on his face elves? and is half bald and obviously hideous. Just, I thought yeah. all the elves just looked like a combination of Marilyn Manson and that uh, the brother of Daenerys from Game of Thrones. What? What's his name? Oh uh, yeah, what's his oh, guy? Yeah. Yeah. The, the know, guy who gets you know, the, the guy who died the first season. No. Yeah. Idiots. Dang, you may look like it. Don't spoil the fucking series. It's, Holy oh. shit. It's been out for years it now. Doesn't, and it's, it's a I, book. I don't think the the statue of li- statue of li- I keep saying statue of limitations cuz I'm a moron, <laughs> but this I don't think the statue of limitations has run out on Game of Thrones spoilers as of yet. So let's not. So Anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I'm still playing that game. I, I, I don't know if it's going to make my top 10 this year. It's, I'm, I'm kind of crawling through it. And for every, it's just, it feels padded in such a huge way. And I, I think that Origins did a much better job of having less side quests, but side quests that were more interesting in general. Yeah, it was a more linear experience, but you know, every time you go to an area in Origins, there'll be quests. The quests are generally fairly interesting. And there's a lot of dialogue options for a lot of those quests. Here's the thing I've really noticed about Inquisition. Almost none of the side quests have any choices associated with them. You just do them. Whereas Inquisition, uh, whereas Origins had a lot of them. So, yeah. I preferred Origins, I think, 
and I still do. Inquisition's better than 2, definitely. Not going to dispute that, but it's got a lot of problems in terms of pacing, in my opinion. But weirdly enough, a lot of that, those pacing problems are player-controlled because they give you so much damn freedom, and then they don't just tell you, like, fucking move on, get out of the hinterlands, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's, like, it's almost like they don't give you enough prompts. It's like, hey, did you know there are way more interesting fucking areas and you've spent quite enough time here? Get the fuck out! But, I, yeah, I think that goes back to the very beginning of the conversation. It's like a weird uh, creative choice on their part because usually those moments where you enter a big open area is when you've had time to get everything down and you understand all the concepts of the game and you're treasure hunting and you're looking for things. And it's like, you know, it's the post-level 30, 40 experience. And they do that right at the beginning when you're like level two. And it's really weird because at that point you're like, wait, I can there's treasure I can hunt for like with maps behind waterfalls. And then there's like shit on the ground to find and you're spending all your time collecting things and it's it's a weird thing to experience i happen to love it because that's where i love gaming but you know i can imagine most of the world being like what the hell is this some people are gonna get a bit sick of it after playing both those games dragon age inquisition if someone was like you're gonna be playing that for a few hours today i'd be like eh. and if they were like you're gonna be origins for a few hours i'd be like yeah and that's why i was just like you know what I know which is a better game. Yeah. <laughs> Origins is still one of my favorite games of the last five years. I, I beat that. I put 100 hours in and beat it. And I enjoyed 90% of it, I think. Whereas Inquisition, it's a good 50-50. Where I'm like, uh, oh, I'm riding through the desert. There's shards. <laughs> oh, no. I don't even collect those anymore. I, if I see a fucking glowing skull on a cliff, I'm like, not today. I just <laughs> ride right on past. <laughs> the non-Jesse Cox way. Yep. Absolutely no. <laughs> not. Although, with that said, in recent episodes, I have just passed up loot. Because I'm like, I got quest to do. I can't keep stuff. And then I realized I was running out of elf root because I kept making potions. I was like, I gotta go get more elf root. Well, <laughs> the nice thing is you can, uh, you eventually unlock quests, uh, stuff that you can do at the war table, which will just collect shit for you. But the annoying thing is the amount of maintenance required in that. Th this is a thing that I... This game could benefit from a fucking companion app more than anything else. So those who don't know, the way that the game works is very early on you get access to a war table. At the war table, you go there and you can assign your three main people, uh, Liliana, Cullen, and Josephine, to do tasks. And they take time. They take in-game time to finish. And once they're finished, you, can, you have to go back to the war table to complete them and then you get the reward and then you assign them a new one but the war table is found at your home base not in the and there's no way to access the war table outside of the home base which means you need to travel back to the home base to start a new quest and some of these things don't take very long like i can collect herbs using that in about 12 minutes because you get bonuses which increase the speed of it so every 12 minutes or so it's asking me yeah you probably want to go back to the the war table and it says uh, go back to the war table they're awaiting your orders and shit like come on i'm in the middle of questing and stuff can i could I not just have a companion app? Could I not send a fucking messenger? I am a damning that's wizard. That's why you get a, that's that's why you get a familiar, Hearthstone, TB. <laughs> that sounds very familiar. You just use your Hearthstone. It takes you just back. Just use your Hearthstone and go back to the garrison, TB. What are you uh, talking about? Uh, <laughs> God. It, and it's the, the, uh, the area that you get eventually is so... It's so big, like, it, it takes a while to even run to the war room. It's like, ah, jogging along. It's like, hi, Inquisitor, hi, Inquisitor. Like, go away. I'm going to the war room. And then I immediately, like, portal out of there, go back to the place. And I just, I want a companion app for that. I want to be able to do that stuff. 
or like on my phone or on a little app where I don't have to have Inquisition running. Just like, yeah, I send a message because I a message. What's a message? I send a message because I'm an Inquisitor and I shouldn't be having to run back to the fucking Skyhold every twelve minutes to tell my people what to do. Like, can I just not give them a, a little order? It's like, yeah, could you do stuff related to gathering herbs for the next 24 hours? That would be cool. You know, could Again, you do that? <laughs> something that WoW has done better than all the other games and oh, makes uh, it more fun. Yeah, I would say, I would say, uh, Swotor, I think, did it best, but whatever. Did you have to go back to your starship to send your guys on quests in Tor? Because that's obviously where the system came from. It came from Tor. Uh, yeah. yeah, as far as I remember, you had to be in your, your you had ship, to be in, the ship in orbit to yeah to do yeah, stuff. Yeah, I like mean that. that's equally annoying. It's like it's really silly. But I think you can make the excuse in an MMO because you want to like create more scarcity in the resources. In a single player game, there was no fucking excuse. Plus, you can just cheat. Like you can inc uh, if you want to do a long mission, you can go you do that. Alt tab out. Set your oh, system clock forward. Oh, I'm wrong. Oh, I'm totally wrong. I, you're right. You're right. Thank you, chat. They they shut me up. You could do it from from anywhere. Well, there you, you go. You could access a menu. There you go. And it would, you're right. I would do it. Yeah, from Star Trek Online has a really intense yeah. system like that called They're Duty right. Officers, which is a lot more complicated. And you you could do that from on your ship as well. This you have to go back to the war table every time. That is infuriating, especially when you're just doing resource gathering stuff. Here's another thing. I'm the fucking Inquisitor. Why is there not a button which says to my party members, who are my subordinates, "Hey, in this area, there's herbs and mining and shit. Go get it." Like, why can't I do that? <laughs> Hell, even in uh, in Old Republic, I could send my follower to go pick up that shit over there. Why do I have to be the person that does that? Why do I have to be the guy that grabs every single piece of loot off the fucking ground? Why can't I have my companions go and mine that shit that's halfway up that mountain? Instead of me having to go do it. Yeah. The Old Republic was actually really fun. I enjoyed that game. I, I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because it felt more like a single-player RPG than a multiplayer RPG because it, like, it had lots well, of story in it. Well, the multiplayer stuff is what sucked in that game. <laughs> like, yeah. Just playing as a single-player game, it, it ended up just being an Urs, a worse... My God, my words. I'm missing letters. <laughs> an Urs. What the fuck is wrong with me? Sorry, I've been taking up pills. Ended up being an Urs thing, it ain't. I've been taking too many pills, evidently. That the old Re Knights of the Old Republic was... I mean, just a better version of the Old Republic. The Old Republic is just a, a kind of worse, more padded version of it. But it's still okay. It's still pretty yeah. good. But, I don't know. I, I Again, I think I'm harping too much on Inquisition because I do like it. And it's certainly better than the second one. But it's I, it's still too padded. Like, I'd be happy with areas that were half the size with half the quests and twice the work put into them. You know? Yeah. I, I, I almost I'm I'm really curious like if there's this is I would want to know what the reviews would be if that was the case if it was a small because it seems like everyone tries to go bigger and bigger every iteration so like you know we go bigger and then two the biggest complaint was that it was too small like it was a small confined space and people complained about well, that because so it was the, it was, the thing is it was the same like it was the same areas they recycled the same areas for the dungeons that's what people really hated yeah I'm I'm curious. What yeah? What would the alt reality version of this conversation be if they had made it smaller but more detailed story and different? I'd rather have rate like, it the same as they did Origins, i.e., like nines and tens, because it's great. I'd rather have a good linear Maybe. story than a mediocre open world story. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think. Or I don't think for the most part, Inquisition benefits from its open world areas. 
There are occasional times, like I said, in the desert when I came across that big fucking temple and there was chanting and shit around it. That was cool. I, I really enjoyed that moment. Or when I went to attack the castle and we infiltrated it by going through the fucking sewers and then we took out everyone in it. We fought the boss at the top and then we took it for the Inquisition. There's Inquisition flags everywhere and then they gave me some quests inside it and they put all my crafting tables there so I could access them in the field. That was cool. But those moments are like too, and far, too few and far between. A lot of it is really filler. Like, is it an open world where it's just like old firmer. lady Johnson and she's like, I lost my glasses. Can you yes. go find them? Yeah, there's lots <laughs> like, of that. Oh, okay. Especially no, there's, there's, in the Hinterlands. Loads there's plenty of that. quests like that. I'll, I'll burst into a house because I think I'm going to find loot in there. And I burst, and there's just a woman in the house. And she's like, they came and took my husband's wedding ring. Go find yeah. it. I'm like, yep. are you okay with me coming here? Are you sure? Like, I'll go find it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God you're here, random stranger. Just burst into my house. Yeah, I just broke in the house. And she's like, you, you can help me. Like, uh, oh, all right. Hi. And then, oh, and then you, you just loot all their right. stuff right in front of them. <laughs> We're starving. Here's what's in this box. Like, just take uh -huh. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, the one that got me the most was the fucking herbalist. Like, oh god, people are dying. We're short of elf root. I walk outside the house and there's literal elf root growing right there. Like, go outside! <laughs> it's, it's too dangerous. You're in a village and everything's fine. It's there's in your garden. Going on. <laughs> go and pick it there. <laughs> you idiots. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. I don't know. It's like I said. I don't hate it. I, I I sound like I do, but I don't hate it. I just I, I I if anyone buys it, let me follow this recommendation. Do every quest at the bare minimum level that you have to get it. Bare minimum. Collect the power that you need to unlock the major quest areas. Then do the major quests. Get to Skyhold. And then do the interesting shit. Do not spend a lot of time in the Hinterlands. Do not spend, like me, 30 fucking hours in the Hinterlands and the small little shitty areas. Do <laughs> the main quest for the love of God. Don't waste your time. Don't. You don't need 300 elf root. You don't need to collect all the shards. Don't do it. It's terrible. Don't but waste you your time, that. please. YouTube.com slash Jesse Cox. Yes, yeah, what joy to get 300 elf root. You can enjoy my awesome, the, the amazing power of physics ram, a ram that don't give no damn that randomly shows up and then <laughs> flies off. He's in the rafters of buildings sometimes. I've, I've come across this ram that does not care about the laws of gravity. Oh, He's everywhere. He's upside down. He's great. Physics ram. Yeah, That's a ram I can get Enjoy behind. summoning Physics your ram. horse don't in areas where the terrain's kind of not flat because crazy shit happens. It wanders <laughs> up to you and then it's like upside down. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I got this. I got a horse, an exotic like horse. It's some like deer or something. Apparently it charges a lot faster. And like it, it has like permanent charge speed. So you keep going. But it makes the most annoying noise every time you hit the shift key. It, it like goes... <laughs> I'm like no it's like i would rather walk now stop it <laughs> stop please can he spam it too i feel oh yes oh yes <laughs> i feel bad for laughing over that because that's a good clip to steal from the internet <laughs> tv going ah <laughs> Nice. Oh, god, there you go, no. internet. Enjoy that. Stop. <laughs> oh god. All right. What other games? Um, I played a bit of the crew this morning. Has anyone played any of that? 
I got a copy of that yesterday. I Krendor and I played at uh, E3. I think we played some of it. Okay, but uh, yeah, crew. remember the the racing game where we played? Oh, and the crew. We played with like, one guy at, at E3. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is a great start. At E3, we Krendor and I went to go play the crew, and the it, they had three v three teams, and we were playing against three guys that seemed like pretty cool racer dudes. And the guy on our team was like hardcore racer. He was into yeah. it. And Krendor and I were on his team, and he finished we brought first. Him down. He finished first, but because we were so bad and finished the two last places, we lost, and he didn't get a T-shirt. And he felt so. He's like, "I guess I'll go wait in line again." And we were like, "Oh, that's oh. brutal." It was bad. I finished yeah, no. second to last. Jesse finished last. I finished. That's because I got. I spun out. I spun out, and then was so far behind. I started driving in reverse. <laughs> the guy like showing us how to play the game. He's like, "Just keep hitting the button." Like puts you back on track. Oh, the B so button. Kept, like, yeah. going back off track. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's my. a cool concept, but it's a racing game. Like it's a racing game at its core. It's and an open Jesse world got a Ubisoft racing anyway. game. It, they put towers in it. They can't <laughs> stop. Like every game must have. I'm surprised that Child of Light didn't have towers in it in some way. Like every game they've released this year has had fucking towers in it. Stop! <laughs> What's wrong with you? I tower defense. I think I don't know if I would have liked it more if it was more real timey because they keep touting the fact that you can get in drive and across this is the US. That I, yeah, this is something that I did where I was like, I was like, screw it, I don't want to deal with racing or whatever. I just want to drive from the east coast to the west coast. Go. Yeah. And you can do that. And I think it's really cool. But the maps are very distorted. Like, you, some cities yeah. are huge. Yeah, and the I, I drove right like from Ohio minutes. to Boston. I'm like, mm, I don't know much about U.S. <laughs> geography, but that doesn't quite seem right. Although I did, invo- I did love driving through potato fields and ruining farmers' crops in Ohio. That gave me a lot of schadenfreude, considering the last time we went there, horrible things happened. Like, we wrecked our car and, like almost died so i'm like fuck you potatoes i just drive my uh my purple gt500 with a union jack on the side of it right through the fucking potato fields like your livelihood is fucked it's great how do you wreck your car and almost die in ohio um i don't don't ask it's a long story but he was he was from the law we totally totally cheap liberty it was pretty bad but oh god it's i want to drive to they don't have a major city hub in north carolina but i do want to drive to north carolina and see what happens then in that in that game i mean it seems like some of that stuff's kind of accurate i went and saw jesse cox childhood house there's a video of it on the internet he did film a video of where i used to live as a kid it's very creepy he's walking in the yard (laughs) he's like this is where jesse cox used to live and it's like uh, uh, there might be people living there. And he's like, I think there are people Probably. inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> Go look for it on YouTube. That's it's dope. a little Give weird. Money. It's a little strange. Yeah. I mean, it's so far, it's it's okay. Uh, I mean, it runs well, which is nice. Like, It's the only Ubisoft game this year to run well. So kudos beautiful. to Ivory Tower for doing that. They claimed that PC was the lead platform. Someone uh, from the company like uh, PM me uh, uh, went on Twitter and said to me today, he's like, yeah, PC was the lead platform. I said, Really? Because my 144 hertz monitor is feeling a little uh, underwhelmed with your 60 frames per second lock there. <laughs> it's, but otherwise, it runs well. I can run it at the frame cap of 60 without any drops. It has proper mouse control. It's got all like the shit that you want. And it looks okay. Like, I like, although I do like in first person mode driving up to the parked cars and seeing just how low detail they are in comparison to your car. It's like <laughs> that shit doesn't even have wheels. That's just a square. Yeah, come on. You expected me to be moving too fast to notice, but I noticed. Oh, I noticed. There's, it's, it's. <laughs> I would say 
the copy that I that I have is a PS4 copy. I would say that it's probably one of the better looking PS4 games. Like it looks, it well, looks it's a very very game. nice. I mean, they, yeah. the racing games always look pretty good, right? And it, it it all if you're into racing, I think it offers a lot. It offers a lot of community for racing games. Like you like you can make your little crews yeah. and do things. I think it offers some some new stuff that that I would enjoy. The the the. the the problem is, is, it's still a racing game. I'm just not a big we racing We played a game. lot of racing games at E3, too. Like, a lot of we people did, were making like, racing games. And, and here's something that we did learn. At E3, I don't know how many of these we played, but over the next year, expect tons and tons of racing games and all of them having the same mechanic of, like, you can race with your friends online in that's, a crew. Yeah, that's, and that's customize your thing. car with things like an MMORPG. Oh, yeah. speaking of MMORPG, this motherfucker has microtransactions everywhere. Holy yep. shit. Yeah, I mean, they, they constantly are saying, yeah, you want to buy some crew credits? You want to buy our fun bucks? So I went and bought $50 of fun bucks. So I'm like, I need this for research to figure out what exactly is going on with for this research. thing. Well, literally, yeah, because I thought, well, I if I'm going to talk about this on, on the video, I've got to know kind of how far does $50 of fun bucks get you. Yeah. And I bought the Shelby GT500, which is like the most expensive car at like level one you can get. And then I bought a paint job for it, uh, which is like an anodized purple. And I bought a Union Jack. Nice. The fuck? Here's the thing, right? The, this, the currency in that game, both in-game and the real money thing, is ridiculous. You can completely customize, like, the hood of your car and make it look completely different. Like, you have a huge engine thing coming out of it for, like, $400, which is in-game currency, nothing. Uh -huh. Absolutely nothing. That's chump change. But you want a sticker on your car with a Union Jack? That's $40,000, son. It costs more what? than the basic cars. You can buy a 2010 Camaro for half the price of that fucking sticker. <laughs> and and everything scales, of course, with the real money bucks. So the cost of the GT500 in, in fun bucks is like $8. And then the sticker, it's stupid. like a $2.50 sticker. <laughs> And some of, like, some of the rims, like, these are exotic rims. They cost, like, 3 or $4 each. Like, fuck me! Do it's, the stickers, it, are they transferable to other cars, or is it just per car? I couldn't tell you. Uh, I think once you buy them, you can probably just use them on all cars. But the thing is, I most, imagine that's why the for, price is ridiculous. That might be it, because you can't use the same hood on every car. And things right. like that, so maybe that's it, but... It's a bit excessive. I mean, come oh. on. There are loads of driving games. Like, remember Need for Speed, uh, the original Underground or Underground 2, where they let you make these amazing decals for free in the in game? The game yeah. With, yeah. like, layer upon layer, you can make everything. Like, Forza lets you, like, design these really detailed decals. Well, here it's like, fuck you. You want a Union Jack? 40000 in-game dollars, son, or about three real money dollars. Like, oh, my God. That I was back in the day before we had... Uh, fun microtransactions and people oh. made full games. Ubisoft this year has been going w uh, really silly with microtransactions. Unity has loads of them, and the, uh, the crew has loads of them. Far Cry doesn't, thankfully. They just made a season pass, you know? So there's that. And then, there's, of course, there was the season pass for Watch Dogs. Do you, ever, do you even remember what content they brought out for Watch Dogs as DLC? I Isn't don't like a like after the story. Like I don't. Does everyone <laughs> fucking forgot about that game pretty fast? That was but, gonna be the next big thing. I remember for years, two three years of E 3s <laughs> that were like Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs is gonna be the thing. It's gonna change gaming. Yeah. All right. Congrats. No. Good job. No, it was another <laughs> Ubisoft open world game. They have released four games that use exactly the same mechanics this year. Four. 
Four. <laughs> Even the crew has towers. I, you know, the, the, I, it could only have been better if they actually forced you to drive up the tower. Like that, that would have been, been awesome. Here's that would have been the right, coolest. I'm going to give a terrible idea to Ubisoft. For your next driving game, don't make them towers. Make them satellite dishes on top of multi-story car parks that you have to drive up the ramps in <laughs> order you, to when access. When you get there, you unlock missions and quests in the area. Do it. <laughs> You're welcome. That will be the Just end of game. Ubisoft as we know it. Oh. But... I mean, so far, the crew's okay. Outside of the microtransactions, I've got to, like, I really have to Not figure bad. out just how bad the microtransactions are because here's what I say with everything. It's the same thing we said with Dead Space 3 when the EA put microtransactions in that. It's like, look... I can't trust you as a developer not to make the progression curve longer just to encourage people to pay. That's what I, I can't trust you to do that. And in a game like the, uh, the Crew, where you're racing against other people, yeah, of course you're going to be tempted to buy a better car. I will say this, from what I can tell, you can't buy upgrades with real money. You get those, they're fucking loot drops, because apparently this is year of the loot drop as well. So you, if you get either a silver or a gold medal in any of the activities, you get an upgrade for your car, which has a random extra bonus to it. So it's like, huh. this, this pair of tires gives you additional acceleration, and this pair of tires gives you additional handling, and it's all random. And as far as I can tell, you can't buy those parts with, um, with real money. But everything else, oh yeah, that's for sale. The only driving game I like is Mario Kart. <laughs> it's a good game. <right? laughs> and they have DLC Link. That's all I need. Yep. <laughs> uh, Even I'm, Nintendo's I'm, doing I'm... DLC now. Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo hit the nail on the head when they made those Amiibo things. Everyone I know, oh. I swear, look... I'm not saying the completionist has every single amiibo that exists, but he does. And I bought six of them for... <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Everyone, and here's the thing. Everyone's like, yeah, but don't you know that if you have uh, Hyrule Warriors, if you put the amiibos in it, the amiibo, the weapons are in the game. And I was like, so basically, the amiibos, if you buy those, they're DLC for all the other games. They're basically. DLC in a plastic package, yes. It's you fucking clever. Of bitches. <laughs> I'll give him credit. Nintendo does a great job of doing the most evil things while appearing completely innocent in the process. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, like, when you think about it, it's like, wait a minute. All, all they're doing is just making the Amiibos everywhere. Like, it's, I can't, and they're using them to hawk other shit. Like, but if you own this other game, you get this oh, yeah. game. This oh, thing yeah. with it. And it's like, <laughs> it's sneaky. It, it's really sneaky. I see what sneaky. you're doing. No, Nintendo. And we'll buy them anyway. It's like buying them for kiddo for Christmas. It makes sense. He's playing a lot. He's unlocking all the shit for me in Smash Brothers. It's great. I don't have to do any of that <laughs> shit. I want my duck hunt dog and he's going to get it for me. It's brilliant. You know what we found out? This is this is messed up. We found this out, uh, I think it was either a few days after Gerard. Like, by the way, the completionist has completed every, all 144 achievements or whatever there is. First person in the United States to do it. Did it like a week of the of game release. Of course. Insane person. <laughs> I think we, he figured it out after. I'm not sure... I think it was like two days later. We were sitting there. Apparently, online now there are guides where you can uh, make, like, you can program your amiibos to play the game for you. Well, they entered what? an amiibo into a Smash tournament, and it beat people. They yeah. now had to ban them because apparently they're really good when they're properly like trained up. Uh Apparently, there's, like, a whole list of, like, things you can do, and he was just like, are you kidding me? So, apparently, like, there's a thing online. <laughs> he did all this like, shit that he didn't have to do? Oh, yeah. that's delicious. 
And so what it does is, and it, basically you just put them all like, you can have them all fight each other and stuff. And so they all level up like, that's insane. That's insane. They get like items for you and stuff. That's, I mean, that's, it's, that's it's super cool. cheats. It's super cheats. But you are literally play, paying for a plastic cheat. It, this yeah. is Game Genie Advanced right here. This is... <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'll buy Kirby Amiibo. I don't care. I, want, I, I bought Kirby Amiibo. I desperately I wanted one. I'll go be honest. I desperately want the yeah. Samus Amiibo that has two handguns. That apparently there was a manufacturing mistake, and the Samuses <laughs> that came out have two guns on hands instead of just one. Oh. And I want that just to say I have that one. I That'll want be that super so bad. rare now. Oh, probably. I want it. I don't know well, where it's at. The but prices I are. I went on Amazon to buy some for for the kids' Christmas presents, and some of them are like four times the price of the others because apparently they're out of stock. So there's a there's a scarcity, and people are just jacking the prices up to ludicrous degrees because they know people want the complete set. I think it was village, either villager or we fit trainer. I think is about four times the price. Oh wow! People in chat uh, are saying that those those uh, mistakes two and a half thousand dollars. What? Hey, <laughs> if there are any rich Sally princes out there who want to buy me one, I will take it. No complaints. Oh, no. Uh, also the um oh the GameCube controller jack things because people like to play with those controllers. Those things are going on eBay for too much money. Like there yeah. are lists where they have websites now that are where you can buy these things online. And the minute they go on online for sale, it'll pop up on the list and like give you an email like, hey, you can go there. Yeah. It's insane. It's kind of pointless because Hori, the third party guys that do really good peripherals for most Nintendo stuff, they just released controllers that are basically just um, GameCube controllers. They're pretty much identical and completely functional and they're about $20. And you could just buy that. Instead of but, trying to chase the game. You know, yeah. you know those guys are like, but they have to be uh, official tournament compatible. Like, well, oh, I mean, to no. be honest, I suppose if you do have like four plus GameCube controllers that you used to use for other Smash, I suppose it makes more sense. But yeah, yeah I mean, I'm not, I'm not chasing that stuff. I don't really care. I, I'm a heathen. I play Smash with a Wiimote. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, I'm not competitive. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, I don't care oh, well, that's, see, that's the problem is I think everyone on Earth has like friends who play and it's fun. Everyone I know is like super next level competitive in Smash for some reason. So every time yeah. people are like, "Do you want to play Smash?" I'm like, "No, no, no, I'd <laughs> rather not." Oh yeah, because I just get my ass like, repeatedly handed to me, and it's not fun. I'm like, yeah, you like know, we're in our you guys chat play. thing. We're in our chat thing, and Sam's like, "Anybody wants to play?" And I was like, "Sure, I'll play." Not and he's you. just like, "I want no items on. I want this and the set. No thing. items, folks. Like, only Final Destination." <laughs> I was like, "But items are fun. I like items." <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone I know is like, oh, they go to, to Evo and stuff. They're like, I'm thinking of competing in Smash tournaments. And you're like, are you kidding me? Jesus. Everyone I know is like, and it, you know what? I'm going to blame JonTron. I'll start with JonTron and him being like, does anyone want to play Smash? And everyone was like, yeah, that, that'd be fun. This was about three years ago. Now every single one of those sons of bitches plays it nonstop. And when this uh. game came out, they're all in their, first they were on their, their, uh, uh, game boys and they're sitting there, right? They're 3DSs and 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 we oh, be at parties. I'm sorry, like Smash on 3DS is a pain in the ass to play. It's not. It's just I don't find it fun at all. Uh, yeah, of course it's better on Wii, but you know I only I play with friends and family with items on in like three or four player and it's good fun. It's a good it's a good laugh. Competitively, if I want to actually try and be competitive at a 2D fighting game, I'll play Street Fighter. Or I'll try and play Marvel or Mortal Kombat. I understand that a lot of people like playing Smash competitively, but it's not for me. 
I, I like playing Smash with items on where it's like, oh, there's a fucking Snorlax that just came out of nowhere. And we're playing on some weird level where we all have to, like, run to the side all the time and all this kind of crazy shit. So I'm like, okay, that's fun. That's fun to me. But the, the competitive 1v1, I like watching it. I watched Evo and Pikachu. The Pikachu hype was real. That was great. That was amazing. But that was amazing. That's what I want to watch, not play. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to play that mode. I want to play the silly mode that where things could turn around in an instant because someone got some super OP bloody item or Pokemon or shit that came out. You know that I like that. Yeah. But it's cool that the game caters to both of those things. You know. I'm all excited. Yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna play Robbie Robot. That should be fun or whatever the hell that robot's name. Is. Like, I'm yeah, so excited Robbie to the play robot like the crappy characters. And I'm like, yeah, I want to play that guy. He looks awful. And it's just like, like the one dude who's like the like lock man or whatever. He uh, the, like the, the the dark cell shaded guy. Like all the Robbie little crappy robot. ones. I love playing them because they're fun to play. But they're like, that's like tier five, bro. That's, that's, that's not even five. good. He's not even worth it. Like, why are you playing, playing the, the wrong? <laughs> why are you talking tier? I don't. Yeah. All right. Well. Anyway, let's go to a break. This is definitely an argument not worth getting into because people are super, <laughs> super passionate about Smash. I accept, don't worry, I accept that Smash is an eSport and that it's, it's really cool to watch competitively. I just want no part of it. You're watching the Corruptional <laughs> Podcast. We'll be back after the break. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Sorry for the slightly longer break. I needed... Uh Powerful, non-drowsy Dayquil, which tastes terrible <laughs> and stains your lips orange. It's oh God. It's true. We saw him drink Yo, it. Uh, he was very, very opposed. He was not pleased. Day. He was it, not pleased. It wasn't good. It, it wasn't good. Uh, let's talk about something that is kind of good, though. We could talk about Game of Thrones, which I don't believe either of you have played yet. Not a clue. No. I've seen it. I've read yep. it. Yeah. I haven't played it. Yeah. Well, there's not much I can say without any spoilers, but all I'll say for it is... First episode's about two and a half hours. Standard length for a Telltale. A lot of, of those two and a half hours, how much is uh, boobs, how much is wieners, and how much is, is violence? Zero percent, zero percent, eighty-five percent, probably. <laughs> nice. Oh. I like that. Yep. Uh, uh, he, he didn't <laughs> say what order. One of those could be eighty-five percent. He didn't say which one. Yep. Lots of talking. We can't do anything about... I don't believe this. So apparently in Expert 2.0, they still haven't fixed the mic bug that me and you have, Crendor. They still haven't oh. fixed it. This is the brand new Expert 2.0, and they still haven't got that shit. My <laughs> God. I would have to contact them and say, I am sick to death of this. Fix it. Like, I like your program. It's good. And don't you dare stop this OBS shit. Holy fuck. Oh, God. <laughs> if you ever mention what streaming program you use on Twitter, you will be swarmed by the OBS equivalent of Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> I had to call them Jehovah's Witnesses. I, they will... It's like, have you... Do you have a moment to hear the word of our Lord and Savior, OBS? No, go away. I worship Satan, or Exclit, as it's more colloquially known. Come on. Ah. Uh, stop. Like, this has got nice features. Anyway, besides the point. So, it's... It's standard Telltale... It is a lot of dialogue, very dialogue-focused, and I think that kind of works for Game of Thrones, because Game of Thrones is a lot of talking about the horrible things that might happen, and a lot of, there isn't really an right answer to this, is there? And that's, like, what most of the Game of Thrones game actually is. Like, you're constantly second-guessing everything that you said, because you're like, ah, um, I don't know if this is going to There's This is not really a spoiler. There's a sequence where you have to talk to Cersei, and it is really tense because Cersei is being Cersei. Like, she is her usual, yeah. like, eh, I'm smiling and I'm going to kill you in your sleep kind of way. And uh, Tyrion's sitting next to her, which is great because he provides a wonderful foil to everything Cersei's saying. And you kind of got to navigate 
the treacherous wa waters of having a conversation with Cersei and not fuck it up. But simultaneously, you're trying to, you're playing it off your loyalty to Marjorie Tyrell. And it's a very interesting sequence. Is that who you are? Are you are you no, from the no, Tyrells? No. no you're, you right. play as members of House Forrester, which is apparently like mentioned once in Game of Thrones. Like they're a minor house that are um, they're bannermen for the Starks. So you play new characters. But you get mm. to interact with characters you already know. And they. The, I just like the fact they do it in a way that doesn't feel forced. Because I think it's very easy when you make licensed material to say, Oh look, here's this famous character. They don't do that. It's just you are interacting with them in a way that makes sense, in a way that's logical. And it helps develop your character in comparison to theirs, because they already have a fully fleshed out character. You know how these guys are going to act. So you develop your character and you make responses based on what you know of those people. Which is why if you haven't either read or watched up to, I'd say, at least season three of Game of Thrones, there is no reason for you to even bother. Like, don't. Just don't. It's tied in very uh, very neatly to events of season three onwards and if you don't know the story you're gonna get nothing out of this nothing it is not a good primer it's not designed to be a good primer so it does so it, it's is it a story about the north then from like the season four north on is that what it's about it's a story about lots of things because you play multiple characters so it, it does the same thing game of thrones does it jumps around oh. between locations so you've got in the, I mean, yeah, I, for some reason Jim Sterling felt the the cameos were fell for us. I disagree with him on that one. I really do because there's actually there aren't cameos. Like I disagree with him calling the cameos a cameo as well as like, hey guys, I'm famous, and then walks off the scene. You know, that's a cameo. There are, I think, four characters that you interact with that you would know from the series. There's uh, Marjorie Terrell. There's um, uh, what's his face? The the really unpleasant bastard. Uh, the Bolton little bastard. finger. No. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Ramsey Stark. Yep, Stark. Ramsey Snow. Snow. Uh, Ramsey Snow, Marjorie Terrell, and Tyrion Lannister. Those are like the four characters that you would know that you interact with directly in episode one. And okay. none of them feel like cameos at all. At all. That's because you engage with each one of them in a meaningful way. That even uh, Tyrion, who probably has the least screen time of the four, you still engage with them in a meaningful way. That's what I like. So I, I disagree that they're cameos. I think they're well tied into the story. Is there... So how many characters do you play as? Three. At least in episode one. So you've got three different perspectives. I, I'm curious. I, here's, here's, I think, how I would end up playing this game. And I'm, I, I already have it planned out in advance. I'm sure it will change. But I feel like one character, you got to go full on uh, Stark and make him like very honest and truthful. Like the guy who you know is going to die. Because he's too nice and too honest. Then you have to go sneaky, awful bastard with one of the characters. Then you have to go Varys with another character and play everyone. Be the guy who's like constantly like, yeah, no, sure, I'm down with that. And always be on everyone's side all the time. So he always wins. Oh, I tried I to, that. I tried I to be, be evasive with Cersei and it was awesome. Because she makes this really snarky comment like, Oh, it must be wonderful to be able to flit through life without having an opinion on anything. I'm like, oh! <laughs> it's just like, damn, I thought I was being diplomatic. And it's great because it makes you feel like you are completely inexperienced against someone who's a master of this kind of argument. And that's good writing to me. And, it, and the delivery, Cersei's delivery in particular is spot on. Uh, Tyrion's is too. It's not phoned in like Destiny. It's, it's not as good as the show, but it's good enough. Like, you, you're not worried about it. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I am impressed by it so far, and 
I will say that if you're worried that they don't have the stones to make some really nasty things happen, they do. Trust me. And I won't say anything Here's, more than that because oh it would be a horrible spoiler. Here's what I want. I want this game to be just like the series where it's – I assume it's going to be four episodes. Yeah, probably four six, episodes. Six. six all right. Yeah. Episodes one through four are all this meaningless drivel and, and arguing and violence and stuff. Episode five and six, the White Walkers come and destroy you. End of game. That's what I want so badly. It's like, yeah, you forgot about the fact that they're giants – Evil North of Zombies gonna come eat you. <laughs> They're here now, and they just killed you. End of game. That would be great, but whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, that. I think, I think really the what I want to see from them is whether it's whether or not Telltale are able to make your choices matter, because that's what a lot of people have said about Telltale. It's like they give you the illusion yeah. that you have a lot of choice, and really, actually, almost none of it matters. In Game of Thrones, it's gotta matter. It really does. And if they are not able to pull that off, then it's gonna be disappointing by the end of it. So I, I hope I, that they're able to. I definitely think that applies for, um, oh my god, my brain just died. With Big B, you know, the game with Big B. Woof, help me out Wolf here. Among Us. Yeah, thank you. Uh, see, I think it de definitely applies there. I think it was definitely, Wolf Among Us made you feel like you had choice. But I would say Walking Dead gave you a lot. I would say that one's probably the pinnacle of like their ability to make you feel like you made a lot of choices because at least it felt like they were consequential there or maybe it was more emotional like i feel like that was that was what they did uh i haven't played tales from borderlands so i don't know if, if they do in that but i i would agree with tb on uh that wolf among us was like every choice i made i was like oh shit did i make that happen no that's just part of the story you're gonna get that anyway. <laughs> like oh all right yeah yeah that's the biggest we'll problem see. with those types of games. They have to put in so much more work for each storyline they branch out into. Yeah, so they end up being like... You can see when they do it, sometimes it works really well. And But I think like... Uh, I don't know. Maybe A Wolf Among Us, they ran out of ideas. or Like something you could definitely tell after episode two, it went downhill. And I, don't, mm. I don't know. That was... I don't, so. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's a telltale always starts off really well i think in their series and then sometimes they just kind of peter out and i think it's just maybe it's limitations of their format that they can give lo they give loads of illusion of choice and kind of like mass effect they can't tie it up properly at the end so yeah. hopefully they they eventually get over that because they've they've settled into a formula now they very much moved away from what they used to do with things like sam and max and uh, back to the future where it was like hey there's some puzzles here it's like no mm -hmm. It's QTEs and dialogue choices now. And that's pretty much like the last... Even... I mean, Wolf Among Us had a little bit of kind of point-and-click investigation, but Tales from the Borderlands and Game of Thrones, there are no puzzles of any sort. None. They just don't exist. So, so it's, it's all choice-based? It's, it's like all, it's all, di movie? It's all dialogue and QTEs. That, and that seems to be the thing that they're comfortable with now. And I'm okay with that if their subject matter is interesting and I just ignore the games where I don't care. Like, I don't really care about the walking dead subject matter so i don't really play it but i i like game of thrones and i thought the wolf among us was compelling enough of a world to keep playing but uh we'll see it's gonna it's gonna matter what happens by episode five as to whether or not the whole game ends up being interesting but white you like walkers. it so far white walkers so far, yeah yeah i was i was glued to my seat for all two and a half hours i felt really tense with that with that because all of the dialogue choices you've got to make them in you know they rush you and 
Yeah. It's almost like the dialogue, a lot of the dialogue choices are complete no-win scenarios. Like, there isn't a right thing to say. So you just kind of say, cool. you go with your gut, and then you end up, like, causing well, a horrible scene. Like, can't oh, you, damn it. Can't you not say things? Like, when I played a Wolf Among Us, there was moments where I just didn't, didn't say an answer as big yes, as and it was the right choice a lot of the time. Yeah, but a lot of people will take that as an insult. Sometimes, yes, it's the right call not to say anything, but a lot of the time they're like, speak up, what the fuck, you know? Um, so it's hard to you know. You gotta what... know who you're talking with. You gotta, you gotta yeah. be good with banter. <laughs> well, if you banter too much in this game, then someone is gonna turn around and call you a cockless bastard or whatever. So you gotta watch <laughs> out for that. I would not banter with Cersei. Let me put it that way. You Go say on. I have no cock, Cersei. Drop trowel. That's <laughs> what would happen banter, in Game of Thrones. I wouldn't banter with Ramsay Bolton. We're talking no, about yes, that. Yes, I, I did banter with Van Bolt, and that <laughs> yep. did not seem like a very good idea. I, he, he did not respond particularly well to that. So, yeah, it's it's good. It's a good start. We'll see what the rest of it turns out to be, you know? Interesting. Yeah. So there's that. What else? What else? What else is there? Yeah. What else has been played? Uh, I played Warhammer 40,000 Armageddon. Is that the mobile one, or is that a different one? Uh, it's on PC. It's a war game. It's basically a hex-based war game. I'm playing a play-by-email game right now with uh, Tom from Unit Lost, which is kind of neat. I like the way they do the multiplayer with that, because we can kind of play a turn as we wish, and then just whenever we want. Although it's got to be frustrating for people that are really into the game. It's like, take your turn, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's probably what Tom's thinking about right now, because I haven't taken my turn. But it's, it's nice for 40k fans, because they have, like... Almost every unit you can imagine from Imperial Guard and from Orcs and some of the Space Marine stuff. Like, you want 28 variants of the same tank? They've got that. You, know, you want every Land Raider? You can have that. But it's it's very much related to 40k. If you don't like 40k, there was literally no reason to play it. So, it's okay. You know, I, I, I had some fun with it. It's good for 40k fans and... Let's be honest, 40k fans have had a lot of really shitty games lately, so it's nice to get one that's competent. That kind of reminds me of uh, there was some website where you could play Risk, and it was turn-based, and then you'd just like, get an email like, it's your turn now, and yeah. be like, oh, okay. <laughs> I dig play by email. I think that, I believe they're planning to bring this out on mobile devices, and I think it's going to work really well there. Because like, you're carrying around, I mean, I guess you're not carrying around your iPad everywhere, but for a portable device, it's like, oh, it's my turn now, and you just like take your turn while you're yeah. on your lunch break or whatever. That's cool. I liked uh, the way Frozen Synapse did that. And there's a couple of other games that do play-by-email that are on mobile. I think, uh, what was it, um, Hero Academy? That was really good for that. Mm. And there's a couple of other pretty awesome uh, games on mobile devices that do play-by-email tactics. Well worth having a look at those. So, yeah, that's okay. Mm. I also played Persona Q. That's out. Shadow of the How Labyrinth for 3DS. Well, I mean, you know the Persona games, right? Yeah. So, it's, was it more... Um, It's more like... Persona? Well, do you remember a game called The Trey and Odyssey? No. No. Okay. Not at all. Okay, no. so A Trey and Odyssey is a series that's been, I believe, on the DS and the 3DS. And it's the developers of this um, are kind of... Well, it's developed by Atlas, and I think there's a, there's a lot of A Trey and Odyssey stuff in there. They're taking gameplay elements from that. It's in first person this time. So it's kind of first-person dungeon crawling, but it's got the cast of Persona 3 and Persona 4. And you can pick which one you want to start with. And since I play, I beat Persona 4 and I didn't play as much Persona 3, I'm like, yeah, I want the cast of Persona 4. So I picked the cast of Persona 4, and here's the people that, I'm used to, that I know doing the Persona 4 stuff. 
and I'm playing uh, Yunakamura or whatever his name is, the same way I was previously. And it has a combat system that takes elements from Atreian Odyssey and elements from Persona, and it's a brand new story, and it's got the original voice actors in it, which, for good or ill, some of them are still terrible. And it's, so far, it's pretty fun. What I really like is the soundtrack. They mashed up the soundtrack from Persona 3 and Persona 4 together. So they've got this new stuff, which is kind of half of the stuff from one game and half of the stuff from the other, and it sounds great. So I'm liking it so far. I'm digging it quite a bit. I don't, yeah, I don't know anything, I mean, in depth about Persona, except for the fact that I love Teddy. I don't even know anything else other Teddy's than that. Teddy's great. I just love Teddy. Teddy, you can, uh, Teddy is a combat character in this game, so you can fight with Teddy. He's got his own moveset and shit. So... And you get him from the very start, whereas, if I recall correctly, in Persona 4, Teddy was a combat character there too, but it took a while to get him. Uh, so, but here, you can fight with Teddy in your party from the very beginning, so that's cool. It's, oh. it's So far, it's pretty good. I don't know. I don't think they're going to do any of the, the dating game stuff that they did, because Persona was like half dungeon crawler, half kind of social game, where it's like, hey, you... Uh, do you want to go out with your friends and do this thing you know you have a school test coming up as far as i can tell there don't appear to be any of those things in there oh man they kinda, win kind of <laughs> sucks actually have you seen I, I went to go look to see what the character models look like for uh q because they people were saying that they didn't look like the Persona character models they, yeah they look like a bit uh the etrian odyssey or whatever you were talking about look, they look like characters from that so i've been looking up that stuff but i just came across the Japanese limited edition Persona Q 3DS. It's so cool. Why do oh. we never get cool stuff like this? Oh, the blue one with the uh, yes. with the really cool grimoire stuff on it. Yeah, yeah. Le grimoire. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's a spinoff. It if you really like the social stuff from Persona, you're probably going to be missing a lot of that. The dungeon crawling is pretty good. And, of course, you have the same old favorite characters, and there's, there's a crossover between Persona 3 and 4. But, yeah, actually, you can apparently buy that in the U.S., too. You can get that 3DS. So, if you want to get it, you can get it. But, uh, still, Persona 4 Golden was, like, my second favorite game last year, and I beat that and got, like, the best ending. And I was really, really happy with it. I was engrossed by that game. Persona 3 didn't quite capture me the same way i think because persona 4 golden makes a lot of nice mechanical changes to the game that make the game feel a lot better whereas persona 3 not so much but i'm right. looking forward to persona 5 of course and for the meantime persona q seems like it's a, a lot of fun unless you hated to train odyssey in which case don't play it you know the, the first person dungeon crawling with the labyrinths if you didn't like that then this is persona in that universe so you know don't mm. do not all right one of these days, I have to check out a Persona game. I just play Persona 4 Golden on Vita. It's great. It's a really cool experience. If you get through the first two hours, because the first two hours is nothing but story. Like, they just, they don't let you do anything. So once you've got through that, things get pretty good. But it's a very dialogue-heavy game. Well, if I can get through games like Xenogears when I was, like, 13, oh, I'm pretty sure I can get through dialogue-heavy Cut scenes the video game, yeah. <laughs> The last, the sec last CD of that game was like read a book. The game, yeah. Like when it first, when it first loads, it's like twelve minutes of just text. It's like since you last played on the last CD, here's what's <laughs> happened. Like what is going on? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Like they've they've been trying desperately to fix some of the problems with Far Cry Four. 
I had a I had a conversation with one of my N- Nvidia friends because I was like, "How is it possible that Nvidia can be like Nvidia? How it's meant to be played?" And I have Nvidia cards SLI'd, and it is awful, just awful. <laughs> and he's like, "We're aware. This is entirely their fault." Like. We, I was like, well, all right, just fix it. They're like, we're working on trying to fix it. It's going to be fixed. I was like, okay, okay. The fact that I have to use just one card and it barely runs says a lot about this game. I'm just just saying, guys, I love this game, but by God, is it impossible to play and record? Like, it is just a mess. So we'll see what happens there, but it's still an incredibly fun game. So if you don't care about recording games, go pick it up is what I would say. Far Cry 4. It's a hoot. I have kind of stopped playing it. I think I've had my fill. I Because it's Far Cry 3. It's the same fucking yeah, game. But, but the story, I think, I like the story in this one better than I do. In, uh, like yeah, Far because Cry... Far Cry 3's story was terrible. You remember? Uh, do you, did you read yeah. the article where the writer was saying, oh, it was actually a big satire and nobody got it? <laughs> no. Like, yeah, that's because you no. wrote it badly. That's Yeah, no. Oh, Far Cry satire, 3, man. Come on now. Far Cry 3 story was driven on the basis of they had an incredible actor playing an incredible villain that you were like, I want to complete more of this game to see what this guy's going to do next. Well, that certainly was- sounds familiar. That's basically Far Cry 4 in a nutshell. <laughs> but Far Cry 4, actually, like, there's story and plot and there's reasons for it the one thing they don't explain everything's explained and great in far cry 4 except for your character everything else has a fully fledged everything else is fully fleshed out and wonderful but the minute in far cry 4 you land you all of a sudden are like hunting and climbing mountains and doing like carrying guns it's like why is this man just came to bury like to bury his mom's ashes? This is insane. Why are you climbing mountains now? What are you they're like go on that hang glider slide down that rope and it's like what who would do this he has no personality of his own he is a pair of trousers that the uh, that the player puts on basically and they wear him and they walk around in him he is a blank slate and then everyone else is supposed to be interesting but i'm not i don't care about anyone else in that world other than pagan min and the cool guy with the guns that keeps preaching to you those two characters are he's pretty great great and then everything else, I don't, I, I definitely don't care about the two leaders of the Golden Path. They, they, their consistent squabbles are just annoying. And it's, I almost, it, it's not that the writing's always amiss. I, I almost bought into Amita's argument about turning Kairat into a drug state. Almost. And then I realized, no, that's fucking dumb. Uh, it, it's like, it, they, tr- they set up these kind of faux moral quandaries. They're like, no, the obvious answer is not to do that. And I then it's like, oh, I'm going to be devil's advocate. Yeah, but your argument's not in any way convincing. No, I, I, I will agree with you on that. I think the moral quandaries in Far Cry, I don't approach Far Cry like it's a real world thing. I'm like, I'm going to go have fun and blow shit up. Like, Pagan yeah, is like, we're going to F shit up. Yeah. Like, I'm at that point when I play. It's going to be silly. The, the moral quandaries in Far, like Far Cry 3, spoilers for a game that's years old, but at the end, you have to make a moral quandary between killing your girlfriend and friends or not. That's not a... That's not, a moral quandary just don't kill them why would you kill them <laughs> well i mean no even sense. the game recognizes that it, it, it uh, right spoiler alert is now what you keep doing this to me fuck i can't put Sorry. the spoiler you keep spoiling video games without me being able to press this button spoiler alert's on now the thing is like that's not even a, it's not even a real choice because yeah. if you choose to kill them you then die 
So it's yeah. like the game is like tut tut. Shouldn't have done that. So really, there is only one ending to that game. So <laughs> ah. it's, it's it's a very weird thing they add to it. But with that said, I think the fact that they understand how wacky and crazy it is goes to the new like Pegamin as a new character. But I don't think they it, do though. Like I, the, I, I am convinced of it. Yeah, but none of the other characters in the world understand it. Like they they're in this this is where the ludo narrative dissonance thing comes in. Like they they are really dead serious all the fucking time. And yet you're doing you're riding around on fucking elephants running over civilians and shit and nobody yeah. cares. It's <laughs> Well I think that's that's like the crazy like through the looking glass thing, where it's just like, you're riding on elephants, running people over, and everyone's cool with that, because it happens all the time there. And uh, I think, like, I that's... I, I love maybe, that. Maybe I, you could argue that it's a place out of time and space where that stuff's just normalized, but I still, I run into problems with the dialogue when it clashes with all of my actions. It's like, I'm just murdering, like, hundreds of people. Like, what did the Royal Army ever do wrong? Like, they were conscripted in. They, they didn't have a fucking choice. They're not evil. They're just doing what they're told. And then I, I, like, I, I agree with you on that, but I just don't care. <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm like, just, I enjoy murdering get, these people. I don't care. You've got to turn your brain off. And the problem is yeah. that Far Cry's writers don't want you to turn your brain off. Like, they refuse to let go of it. It's like, we're talented, guys. Honestly, like, yeah, I'm sure you are, but you're being given a Far Cry game to work with. Like, if you what? were given a narrative game, I'm sure you'd do a lot better. They, You can tell how creative they are based off the fact that Blood Dragon was so amazing. Yes. Like, that this game is what happens was when you fantastic. Give the, that's what happens when you give the writers free reign to write the game Far Cry supposed to be, instead of, like, we gotta be serious, like, this is a real-world thing, and, like, this is a story about something you're supposed to care about. I don't care about it. Nobody should care about it. It's we, silly. Uh, all I want is a sequel with Max Powers Cold. Yeah. <laughs> or Max Cold Powers, whatever his name was. Uh-huh. That's an amazing, an amazing game that from start to finish, four hours long maybe, still fantastic. Like a fantastic standalone. Yeah, if they could great. just make one of those every year, I'd be happy. Mm-hmm. I'd be, you just spend your time on that. Make me one of those every year where I fight giant brains that shoot laser beams. Make that. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else that we've been playing? I don't, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, we played Heroes of the Storm. But oh, we haven't really played that yeah. since WoW came oh, out. Oh, they just had a new patch <laughs> today, I guess, is a new thing. So oh, that's really? New stuff? What's happened? Everything. All all new today. Blizzard did like a whole, everything's new. It's new for you. <laughs> so Hearthstone oh, has Jane new is in it. Okay, so they, they put yeah, Jane, Jane is in. in it. They added okay. a reindeer mount that looks awesome, actually. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> they have put dance, victory, and taunt animations into the game. They have... Oh, Countess Kerrigan now transforms into a bat while mounted. That's pretty cool. I like that. That's cool. <laughs> they have oh, they've improved all of the Elite Tauren Chieftain skins. That's awesome because I own all of those. That's my main. They, so. they improved Malfurion. They made him look not like a character from Warcraft Three, but in fact a new <laughs> updated model. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, yeah, I'm trying to think of everything they did. They made a lot of change. Oh, they massive change to Tassadar. Uh, there's a post that came out today that's literally like. It's, it's one of the devs going through every change and explaining why they made the change, which I think is really cool. But like when it gets to Tassadar, there's a little red text that, like, there were many changes to Tassadar. Click here to see them all. It's like, la, 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 They completely la. reworked them. Oh, they yeah. added, so they added what they're calling stim packs, which you can buy with, well, yeah, you buy these with real money, I assume. Each game completed while the stim pack is after, it's basically a booster. You get 100% XP and 150% gold. You, well, just, I mean, they're boosters. 
honestly. Yeah. I'm I don't mind boosters. I've said it before. I think boosters are the least egregious way of doing micro well, they're not the least, you know, cosmetics are the least, but I think boosting is not unreasonable for a free to play game. Yeah. I, I like it. It's because it's kind of an equal. The problem is, it's kind of an equalizer for those of us that don't have the time to play so much. So we can kind of keep on the level of our friends. But simultaneously, people that play a lot can also benefit from them and just like rock it ahead. But in a game like Heroes of the Storm, it doesn't matter because they took all of that progression out. So really, I think it's 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 okay. But XP is almost pointless. Like. I think I'd buy a stim pack maybe to go through the stupid grind of unlocking everyone's talents, which only really take you get it's what two wins to get everyone's talents in Heroes of the yeah. Storm. So uh, sometimes it's one, depending on how long the game goes. So if you got a booster, then you're pretty much guaranteed after one win to unlock all the talents. I could I could see me buying one to do that, but outside of that, yeah. like why would you? It's like 150 percent gold. Yeah, but. I mean, isn't gold gold you could spend in instead of real money? So you're spending real money to gain fake currency, which you can then spend instead of real money. Uh, yeah. Okay. What what worries me is they're going to make other stuff that, like either gold only, or they're going to do stuff that requires like more experience. Because we know they remove things like artifacts, which I thought was a terrible idea from the outset. Yeah. I'm just a bit worried that this is going to be a little a, kind of a little prelude to something that they're planning to do with progression i hope not i want to uh while we're on the topic of blizzard games uh i want to talk about hearthstone really quickly and All the right. fact that Goblins i think i was ahead of gnomes coming soon, i think i was ahead right? of the curve and my my uh deck thralls balls that's basically murloc <laughs> my murloc deck okay. apparently my shop my shaman deck with murlocs actually paid off and sticking with it because now they've announced two shaman only murloc cards and the legendary neptalon card is add four random murlocs to your hand oh. and that's a shaman only card so basically they've justified you set the meta there you go <laughs> i set the meta i created a meta here <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm really looking forward to with goblins and gnomes is that the meta is going to be completely fucked and i can play whatever stupid shit i want and it'll probably be good <laughs> I know, at least right? for a few weeks <laughs> I, I, I can't God. wait. There's, there's so many random cards in there. I can't wait to make more, like, all random decks, like, change my Randuin Rin deck around. And it looks like, because they're adding more of everything, the decks that I want to do, like, I want to do a stealth deck, but there's not enough stealth creatures right now to do it. But with this, there should be. I want to do a yeah. Wind Fury deck, but there's not enough cards for it. But with this, there should be. So right. that's going to be fun. Like, it's going to be great for those of us that just play stupid decks and don't care about the competitive meta. Thank God. It, You're not playing for... a competitive deck. Why are nah. you doing it? <laughs> but it'll be great for, like, those guys who do play competitively because now they don't have... Everything's up uh, the If they keep updating it, yeah, if they keep updating it quick, uh, faster and faster every time, eventually the online builds and the net decks won't be an issue. As effective. Like, yeah. Yeah. They need to keep doing that. Uh, this is the problem the Hearthstone's had up to this point. Like the amount of content that they've released in a year is criminally low. Like it's stupid. They released they they changed like two cards in the beta. They got rid of Greater Heal and replaced it with Shadow of Death. And then there was like one other card I think that they changed that I can't remember. And then they released a thirty card expansion and then nothing basically. <laughs> Fuck all. Yeah. They added like Elite Torrent Chieftain in. It's like hey, there's a new legendary. <laughs> It's like you've it been out a joke. for a, it's a year. Joke legendary. Yeah, you've been out for a year. We need more than that. Like, what is it like? Uh, uh, yeah. Magic the Gathering releases what four sets a year? Yeah, like, and two of them are huge. Come on, yep. you got to be faster because that's what think... stops the meta from getting stale. I stopped playing. Like, I haven't yeah, I played Hearthstone in like a month 
because There's no reason to. I'm just bored, you know? I, I need more stuff to mess around people, with. Yeah. People are like, go I, play I, arenas, but it's like, even arenas are like, it's the, same, the same thing. Yeah, because everyone knows the tier list for arenas, so you're always, you're going to run up against the same shit. Like, there's got to be that guy yeah. that has fucking six flame strikes and four fucking yetis, and just because he got lucky and, ah. Uh, but no, I mean, this is going to throw everything up in the air. I'm looking forward to it. That's what's fun too. That's is like, summer, you might guys, be like, yeah. it's like anything where they're like, oh, the Yeti's the best pick here. And then what if the new card, it's like, all Yetis will die when played or something. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. There's been a lot I of think... concern. Sorry, Jesse, go ahead. No, no, I, I, I'm trying to think, because I remember having a lot of conversations with Blizzard guys at, at BlizzCon this year. And I think the reasoning behind them not having a lot of like, con when you think about it, for WoW, Pandaria was out. It was the longest expansion they've ever done. Like, there was a year with no new content, basically. Uh, you look at Hearthstone. Oh, yeah, you look at Hearthstone. It, the last time there was new content was in the summer. Um, Heroes is perpetually in alpha, right? And then you have StarCraft, which is just, you know, StarCraft. There's n no content to the expansion or uh, the, whatever the next one is. And yeah. so I, what they were saying, and I think this is their new philosophy, is – all that time was used to make it so that starting from like this next launch cycle, everything's coming out rapidly. Like that's their goal. So they said they wanted to make WoW, for example, a two expansion or, or like 6.1, 6.27. They're on to the next expansion, right? So they want to make that fast. They want to make Hearthstone rapid. They want to make heroes like we're going to introduce new things and new things all the time. Like, and so I think they took a like development timeout to create things so they can launch them quickly. At least that's what I was told. I that's all you know. We'll have to wait and see. That's down the line. That's next year. But that's good news if it's true. If that in the future is true, that means that they'll have a ton of stuff to release constantly, which I think they is good. I think that's that's it. nice. Well, I mean, Hearthstone's yeah. making money hand over fist for them now, which means that I hope they've expanded the team, especially since they've stopped yeah. making Titan now. So they can get some of the resources out of that. Obviously, they're making Overwatch at the moment, too. But Hearthstone yeah, is a big moneymaker for them right now. So, yeah, like, release more stuff. I I've seen, like, the, the community on, say, Reddit, for instance, has been quite negative about the Goblins vs. Gnomes cards. A lot of people complaining about the randomness. Uh, oh, because they're fun? Well, it's... <laughs> The thing is that that's a subreddit that really, like, seems to dig the competitive scene of Hearthstone. I'm going to be honest. I hate watching Hearthstone competitive. I, I hate do, too. It is it's, horribly it's dull so to me. It's so boring. Yeah, Everyone I, I watch a stream. Totally. I, I, and I explained it pretty well, I think, last time, is the cool thing about watching a stream is you can kind of put yourself in the shoes of the person playing, and you don't know what this guy's going to draw next. Right. Because uh, you can't see his hand. So there's, like, that element of mystery. But... When you can see both hands and they're playing the same fucking meta decks that they always do, and it's like, oh, he's beaten this deck now. What well, I guess he's now going to use this deck. I think it might be a format problem as well, because the oh, way that they the do thing. like the best of seven, mm. they should do a timed Hearthstone match where it's like Nosdormu effect right off the start. I'd love that. That would be so, and then it, you get the casting in, it's like, oh man, and here he comes, oh, he draws this, what's he going to do? He's got 15 seconds to decide, and you can't sit there and be like, well, if I calculate the algorithm by using the that's, Yeti, the, like, come that's on. That's the biggest like, problem exciting. with Hearthstone, that's the biggest problem with Hearthstone watching, is it's like playing against the guy who takes too long. Like, yeah. it, every single one of those that you watch is like but playing doubled. against the dude who's like, hmm, yeah, but it's both sides, and if Dodger was here, she would uh, completely agree with this. 
at BlizzCon, people would go to watch those tournaments, sit down, and halfway through the crowd, like, would thin out drastically because it's <laughs> yep. boring as shit to watch. Like, there's no <laughs> amount of casting that can save two dudes who are like, hmm, hmm. <laughs> like, there's, there's nothing. It, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that it's like uh, chess. It's like tennis and baseball yeah. for me. More fun to play than actually watch. Yeah, like it's yeah. the it's it's like the it's the opposite of Starcraft. You know, it's like yeah. I, I can't play Starcraft because <laughs> it's really complicated and crazy, but I love watching competitive Starcraft. It's the opposite of me. Like for Hearthstone, I'd much rather just play a game of Hearthstone or watch someone stream and have a bit of fun. It's like watching hockey versus baseball. You got like how he's like, oh, and he smashes on the board and here it comes around. And then baseball's like, man, the pitch, and he's got it. Wind up, go back to the mound now. <laughs> and here comes the, oh, right. he's going to step back from just his glove uh coming up this fall you can check out our tv series on this channel yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> Family oh, and here, comes, here comes the manager he's gonna talk to him for a solid five minutes calm him down uh again you can go check out our tv series no, like, <laughs> like, for right. a commercial break <laughs> like commercial <laughs> breaks in the middle of sports <laughs> yeah i'd I like, uh, I think your idea, Crendel's great. I think what it should have is kind of a casual between friends mode with modifiers. Like, there yeah. should be a mode where there's a permanent Law Walker Cho effect. And you got to play around that. Yeah. There should be a mode where, yeah. again, Nozdormu timed effect. Just all these kind of fun ideas. Like, yeah. maybe there's a third random NPC player. Like maybe you could integrate the bosses in. Like, you're playing against each other, but there's also a boss off to the side that keeps fucking with you from time to time. Yeah. Like, throws random effects in. That would be yeah. that would be really fun. I think that, that would be a like lot it could even It could even, like, the time mode, it could even be the Nozdormu map. Like, have the sand always going or something. Like Have him make remarks every once in a while about how you're too slow, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't seem that'd like great. that'd be too hard to do either. No, I mean that that's easy to do, one would think. You just you just have yeah. to set up you need a, a casual mode where you're able to invite people and then have uh, then you have a set of modifiers basically. It's mutators from fucking a real tournament, you know? It's yeah. or, uh, some of the people are calling it special smash or whatever. Yeah, that. I mean, Hearthstone ultimately is a casual card game. It's got a lot of RNG in it. I accept that it can be played at a competitive level. I personally don't find it entertaining to watch at a competitive level. So yeah. I I don't mind there being cards that have random effects. Some of them maybe are going a little far because while it is fun for RNG to go right, it's horribly not fun for RNG to go wrong for you. Right. But simultaneously, just don't put them in your fucking deck. You don't want Matter Bomber to kill half your board. Then don't put Matter Bomber in your deck. <laughs> oh, I do. Yeah, oh, I'm putting him in immediately. Like I do it right away. <laughs> kidding me? Six <laughs> damage <laughs> randomly distributed is going to be hilarious. <laughs> I just want some nerd guy that's like, this is the best card for this. Then I play Matter Bomber. It just kills all his things. Just like, yeah, oh, your math isn't good here. <laughs> Two nights ago, whatever, whatever the 30th was, I, I logged in to get my I'm under level 20 or rank 20. So <laughs> oh, you want to get back? back? Yep. Yeah. And so I logged in, and the first guy I played against was a dude who... You could tell right off the bat what he was doing. The first card he played was this guy that was like, whenever a card with death rattle is summoned, gain 1-1. One, one. Oh, and I was like, very powerful. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, so I know what you're doing. So the first thing I did was play uh, Earthshock. I was like, all right, Earthshock. And he's like, bro, and he like just left the game. <laughs> I was like, wow. So, so the chances are he probably had, a, he was playing kind of death, was he playing a Warlock by any chance? Yeah, Warlock and he had warlock, death rattle death the entire rattle, time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Undertaker's really strong. Like, Undertaker is a stronger version of Secret Keeper. 
I, I like playing Secret Keeper. I think it's hilarious because if yeah. I like to play my trap deck, which has like 12 traps in it, or with the mage deck now where you can put like 14 secrets in, I think, because of duplicate. Yeah. So it's like, I just play a bunch of secrets. I'm like, ah, it works well with Paladin decks too because you can because yeah. they're like one one mana. So you play out a bunch of secrets yeah. and suddenly uh, your one, two for one is now a fucking four, five, and it's about to punch your face off. But Death Rattle is so much better because Death Rattle cards are good anyway, whereas all of the secrets aren't. So you don't have to make a sacrifice. You just throw down your fucking Undertakes. Like, here's Sludge Belcher, which is like a top tier card anyway. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So he's behind a Sludge Belcher. I can't get to him. And you keep fucking buffing him. I hate you so much. Yeah, it's, it was it was so silly and i was just like the minute he threw it down i was like all right well you're not using that because you can you. see what their deck like it's very obvious what strategies are and i think when they net decking release, is so prevalent yeah when they release a bunch more down the line th and that's from a guy i haven't played like sat down to play hearthstone in m I, since the month before when i had to get under 20 to get a card back like that's <laughs> literally so i logged in knew get what this guy was gonna do immediately leave. and was like yeah. all right well i'm gonna win this it's yeah. a weird I don't know. Yeah, when they get new cards, the game will change, and it should yeah. should be a lot more fun. Mm. I mean, I don't think it's something you could really avoid with an online card game because net decking is super easy to do because it's very easy to acquire all of the cards pretty much instantly. Well, right. as opposed to like Magic the Gathering, where it's like, well, I have to go on eBay to buy them, or like I've got to buy singles, yeah. or I've got to get booster packs. It takes time, and I think like the I, I assume I don't actually know this, so correct me, Magic the Gathering fans, if I'm wrong here. But I assume the meta moves a bit slower, or, or net decking's a bit less prevalent than in Hearthstone. But in Hearthstone, it's rife. It really is. I it you can recognize almost immediately from the first couple of cards they put down what what deck they're playing because it'll be a meta deck most of the time. Not always, but most of the time. Right. And that's I mean, it's just dull. That's kind of why I like playing Arena. But even that. You're going to see the same cards because a tier list says so. This tier list says you must pick Yeti in almost every circumstance. So you you fight a lot of Yetis, and you can guarantee that every mage has fucking three or four flame strikes, you know? Yeah. I, I'm The one thing I'm happy about going back to Heroes is for a long time I just played Lili because Lili was a lazy character, and I could just sit there and, like, be focused on tw They buffed Lili. I'm like, oh. yay! <laughs> yep. <laughs> so now I'm just now I can do two things and still do more healing. Like, yeah. all right, no, I'm definitely not reading this other thing and just pressing two buttons. They buffed so Illidan too, so Sinvicta's all like, oh yeah, Illidan buff. This should be yeah, this should be a fun. I wonder if they buffed any of the heroes I play. They probably nerfed they the nerfed. shit out of them. <laughs> they nerfed Nova. They nerfed. Uh, they didn't touch. They didn't touch Uther. My dog's still strong. No, uh, they Uther touched still, Uther. They didn't. Uther's heal got reduced. Chieftain, which is good. His heal doesn't. His heal is like the least important thing Uther does. Out of all the things he's good for. <laughs> oh, they for, nerfed a noob Rack. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, he's like the strongest in the game. Oh, he's overpowered as balls. Yep. Yeah. So. And uh, Nazebo. Oh, uh, they actually. That's kind of a buff actually for Nazebo. They they changed death ritual, but yeah. you don't get the permanent health of mana buff from uh, anything that's not a lane minion. So you don't get it from jungling. But the health and mana increases up, so playing lane Nazebo seems to be the way to go. That's cool. They oh, they nerfed stitches slightly. It's interesting. Or uh, with Abathur, you see Abathur. They made his slow four seconds now instead of two with his nests. Wow, that's actually significant. Yeah, huh. like that's really good now. You could just yeah. put those all over the map and keep slowing everybody. Hmm. All right, fair enough. Anything else we played this week? 
I don't know that there is. Uh, I mean, I play I'm Warcraft three. <laughs> I'm Why? almost done Why? with it now. So I'm let's playing it. Uh, I've okay. actually I've been beating Husky in the thing. Can I tell Husky you? started like two years ago, and he's still not done. He just started Husky yesterday. Husky doesn't make like, videos anymore. <laughs> Come on. He just started can I, can again yesterday. The most amazing thing is is playing WoW with Krendor and then hearing him be like, I was playing Warcraft 3. I didn't know that this was a character. I was, I'm like, you dummy. Says the master of lore over there. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know. I can't even believe. I didn't even know who Rexar was. I'm like, shut up. I didn't. Shut up. Because I played, when I started playing WoW, I'd never played an MMORPG before. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to play. And I was like, oh, this game's pretty fun. It has to do with 10 years of prior yeah, but I video didn't, games. To me, Rexar was a guy that just walked around desolate and he was really annoying to find. And I was like, man, this sucks. Rexar's dumb. And then I play this. I'm like, oh, my God, Rexar's awesome. <laughs> it's like. Oh, so I'm just, I'm looking at the, all the new cards they just uh, unveiled on Facebook. You can, a uh, pirate deck looks viable now. They've added more pirates to the game. So we can finally oh, pull that shit off. That's great. Yeah, this is, this is going to revitalize the game for me in a huge way, I think. That's cool. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'll yeah. challenge you to another terrible deck battle. Oh, absolutely. But you better make <laughs> sure your decks are actually gimmick decks. Wasn't it last time that you just built normal decks and then pretended <laughs> they were gimmick decks? Because fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> it's so gimmicky, though. <laughs> the gimmick no, is I'm... they're not gimmicks. Ah. <laughs> no, I played uh, awesome. the Hunter Trap deck. That's not a not gimmick. gimmick. That was the meta. <laughs> not a gimmick. You twat. That was the meta. What the fuck? Oh my I god, the Warbot. That's pretty good. One mana, so, one three, and rage plus one attack. That's legit. That's a good card. Oh that is goodness. a good card. The Wii Spell Stopper. Adjacent you. minions can't be targeted by heroes or spell powers. That's fucking cool. Ooh, whoa, that's pretty good. The yeah. Giblin Stalker, it's a two three stealth for two. Now ah, you guys are over my head. <laughs> oh, did like, you see yeah, the Steam no, Wheel Sniper? <laughs> Steam Wheel Sniper is a two three hunter card. Your hero power can now target minions. Oh damn! Yeah, that's that's kind of terrifying. And then there's the the Druid of the Fang, which is like a four four for five, which sounds terrible. But if you have a beast, it's a seven seven. <laughs> what? Oh my God! The Hobgoblin. Do you see the Hobgoblin? What does that Hobgoblin? Do? Is it just he's a, a hashtag three? Oh, on it? <laughs> he's a three mana, and he's a two three. But whenever you play a one attack minion, give it plus two plus two. Wow. What? Throw yeah. that in the Murloc deck. You That's some angry army. chicken synergy yeah. right there. Get down that fucking chicken angry synergy. chicken immediately. Chicken and you get a three. <laughs> Dude, a chicken army. A hobgoblin and all chicken. Real. You get a six, seven for like hardly any mana. Oh, man. This is awesome. New weapons. Friendors, he's leaving. He's so excited. He's leaving. <laughs> I'm oh, getting man, out of here. Awesome. The power mix. Is this, this isn't Dude, a new My Murloc no. deck is going to be great. What? I can't. Thrall's Balls is back, baby. Thrall's Balls is back. Mm. Whoa, the Kazan Mystic take control of a random enemy secret? That's crazy. That's pretty cool. Malgarnus, yeah. legendary warlock demon, 9-7 for 9. Your other demons have plus 2 plus hero. Your hero is immune. Holy Whoa. fuck. <laughs> wow, I could finally play my demon deck and maybe it won't. Well, actually, it will. So. Gotta save I'll your hex. <laughs> Gotta save your hex for that card. It'll Knowing that that card exists, save it. Oh, God. It, I mean, my de my demon deck still sucks. The, the Warlock Demonology deck is like the worst deck in the game because half the demons are terrible. But if you somehow survive till turn nine with Malganus, they're all good now. Can you Malganus Draxus? Oh, can, you, can, you, can you go Malganus <laughs> and immediately go Draxus? 
I hope or so. Or Taraxxus into Malganus. Oh my god. That well, would be... I mean, you'd, that, would, that would take two turns to do, but yeah. You go Taraxxus to save your life, and then you go Malganus to win the game. Done. Yeah, I don't know. That might work. Oh, if you somehow... You, you have to play, like, a stalling Warlock deck, and then you could play that, and I think the things would get very interesting. The one-eyed cheat's really cool. The pirate guy, where he's a two-mana, and he's a four-one, but whenever you summon a pirate, you gain stealth, so you can just attack and then play a pirate and pirate keep synergy. getting stealth. Yeah. Yeah. Fel Reaver, whenever oh. your opponent plays a card, discard the top three cards of your deck. Five mana, eight, eight. <laughs> Fuck me. That is... I mean, but again, you could just silence that. Like, yeah. If you, but uh, yeah, that's that's a neutral. So you play you play a class that has silence. Oh, he has the synergy. He has the wild synergy with that fucking uh, wailing soul, wailing soul synergy with fell reaver. You play your fell reaver, then you wailing soul to silence all your dudes, and you have like an ancient watcher down, so now that, that can attack. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna make my every card has negative consequences deck a reality. I'm looking forward to that. What? Yeah, thank you, Landrasil. He's right. Jesse's onto it. You can summon eight eight infernals for two, and he has to kill Malganus before attacking you. Boom! That's it. That's, that's <laughs> I just made. I just made so it. If, if, if you if you set up a situation like that, then the guy is fucked regardless. I think. <laughs> oh man, that works. Oh I man, the shaman finally got healing again too. They got the vitality totem. Finally. Jesus. At the end of your turn, restore finally, four health to, to your hero. Totemic, whatever it is. The the one that buffs totems finally a use for that thing. That's a, yeah. <laughs> yep. No, I still think that's terrible, but whatever. Thank God. Thank God Metzen loves Thrall, or else that would be the loss. <laughs> My years of trying to play as Thrall would be wasted. Oh man, there's some dark whispers. S summon five wisps, or give a minion plus five plus five and talk. Wait, wisp are one one, or yeah. wisp one one? Can you yes, throw? They are. Can you have? Can you uh -huh. use the Hobgoblin yep. and the <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Here, here's what you do. You throw your Hobgoblin down, Dark Whispers, and then the Elite Torrent Chieftain I Am Murloc card. Yeah. There you go. Oh, man. The synergy. <laughs> then that thing just kills everything on the board. Like, Whoa. Oh yeah, because then you can just use your guys to kill, and then just throw down the other one and fill up your deck. Or fill up have your you board seen again? Morgar the Ogre? All minions have a 50% chance to attack the wrong enemy. <laughs> oh, my God. Holy that's amazing. Shit. Oh, my. I'm so excited now I'm for this. Yeah, I'm excited now. This is cool. Trade Prince Gallywix. Whenever your opponent casts a spell, gain a copy of it and give them a coin. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So that's Nepulon. like really bad against rogues. Oh, yeah. We talked about Nepulon. That's the random Murlocs card. That's that's sweet. That's Shaman only. Plus, there's two new Murloc, only card, or Murloc cards only for Shaman. So my deck... My years of practicing a Murloc Shaman deck are going to pay be off, baby. Have you I'm seen Jin? His battle cry is swap health with he's another minion. Priest. He starts... Yeah, he's a priest card for some inexplicable reason, but he's 6-2, but you get to steal another minion's health, which is pretty neat. Oh, man, and they Anduin, made... Their the... best buddies. Oh, my God, Iron Juggernaut. Battle cry, shuffle a mine into your opponent's deck. When drawn, explodes for 10 damage. The worst <laughs> top deck in the game. Holy Wait, shit. What? Wait, so when drawn, it exp like no matter it what, if you pick it up, yeah, that's that's. But there's a chance it may not be drawn. It, yeah, it may not. But it might be. That's, I mean, that's actually a level of RNG that I'm not even sure I'm comfortable with because that that's just fucking mean. Like, what if they top deck it and then die? They couldn't do anything, at all. There's no way to stop that. 
That is pretty ruthless. That's pretty. They just awesome. added. They added an amazing board clear. The light bomb for priest deal damage each to uh, each minion equal to its attack. So if huh. you have a minion that's Fuck. three two, it's gonna do three damage to itself and it's dead for yeah. all the minions. So like those big mo- like the eight eights, like the iron bark, that's dead. They're dead. Yeah. Oh man, priest. Interesting. Priest Holy OP. shit. The synergy. I play my mill deck, the one that forces players to draw cards, with the fucking iron juggernauts. That's gonna be amazing. Like, draw <laughs> some cards. Every time he draws a card, he's gonna be like, oh! <laughs> That's gonna be incredible. Especially against warlocks who, like, they have to rely on their card drawing abilities. Oh, yes. Oh, and yes. Comes to minds. Well, that's brilliant yeah, because that warlock, the warlock draw, that fucks warlocks hard because their warlock draw costs yeah. them health. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be yeah, so no, much continue, fun. Continue, please, using that. Yeah. This is. Oh, man. Okay, we're going to do a break. When we come back, we'll talk about some news. There is some. Uh, Steam has added a new feature, which I think we're all going to oh, hate. Boy. So we'll talk oh, about that. You're watching the Co-Optional Podcast. Do not go anywhere. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast for the final 45 minutes or so of the show. Before we get into the news, well, I guess this kind of is news. The uh, Jeff Keighley Game Awards are going to be kicking off in a few days the, yeah. the spiritual successor to VGX and the Spike TV Awards and all that kind of stuff. But it's headed up by Jeff Keighley himself, and he's actually funding the damn thing out of his own pocket by the sounds of it, which is, mm-hmm. is kind of crazy. That's happening in on Friday, December the 5th, 2014. Shameless plug, I'm nominated and currently leading for Trending Gamer, whatever that means. I, You're I a Trending actually, Gamer. Apparently I'm a Trending Gamer, so I could be the trendingest gamer. Like, it's it's all possible. So. <sighs> Thegameawards.com slash nominees. Strongly disagree. Strongly disagree. I mean, the picture is pretty handsome. Strongly disagree. Look at this face. Can you resist this face? Look at this, look at Strongly yeah. disagree. <laughs> look, look at these people. Who are, who are these? They've got like, uh, you, know, you can't even see them because they can't fit them in the window. Look at that. You can only see the tops of their heads. Look in those eyes. Tell me if those eyes look honest to you. No. But you only see one of PewDiePie's <laughs> eyes. Does he look honest to you? No. But look at these eyes. Have a look at oh, that. speaking speaking of PewDiePie, can we take a moment to appreciate that tomorrow's South Park is a spoof of Let's Players, and I can't wait for it. I, know. I am looking forward to that a great deal. Like <laughs> the that, fact that, that Cartman be the best is basically episode. PewDiePie. That might be the best episode since the WoW one. We'll see. I don't I'm watch really South Park that much, but I will definitely look at that. Dude, all I have to say is, if you haven't watched this season, go and watch this. This season is very like. If you're on the internet and you enjoy netty things, th- it's this season. This season, they've done Oculus Rift. They've done microtransactions. They've done literally everything there is to do. They've done Kickstarter. They've, they've spoofed everything. The Oculus Rift episode is hilarious. Like, it is basically the Matrix. Or not Matrix. Uh, Inception. Where it's just okay. like, it, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, but apparently, yeah, tomorrow's episode is Cartman being a Let's Player. But commenting, oh, it's what I wanted to do. Base, I feel like, look, Matt, Trey, if you watch this, I want to let you know you guys stole my idea of doing a what the fuck is WTF is, where it's just me commenting <laughs> over TV, commenting on video games. You stole my idea, but I'm gonna let it slide because I like yous. Oh dear. But uh, yeah, I can't. I can't. Everyone was like, ah, oh, God, this is gonna suck. No way. If anything, it justifies years of doing Let's Play videos because it makes it a real thing now. It was on South Park. Oh, They've commented I, on it. It's I, in the world now. I hope. I really hope that they uh, they make PewDiePie's character just a dead pig on a stick that they just. I hope. Carry they, I, around. Oh, I hope they. <laughs> I hope 
<laughs> if it's South Park, he will be shot in the head at the end. Some yeah. will die in, in some will. way, PewDiePie will die. In They're the going to like anally probe die. him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, well, he'll be riding a bike, and then suddenly he'll crash into a wall of spikes, the end. You know? In the end. <laughs> I just picture them like going over the top. He's like, oh, it's going to be It's like turns into like an exorcist. Yeah, I was going to say, it turns out he's actually possessed. And then they <laughs> able to exercise him and he turns into a completely normal Swede. Like, <laughs> yeah. like wow, I, I had no idea I was doing that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is friendly banter, guys. We don't actually hate PewDiePie. He is. Or if you like the idea, he's you pretty can cool. Hire us as We're jealous. We're jealous. He don't get really me wrong. Cool. But... He follows me on Twitter now. He's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes, guys. I hope he never retweets anything you say. Hey, we're best we had, friends. He follows me on Twitter. We had two Twitter conversations. We're practically besties. <laughs> no, I love. I everyone was like, "Ugh, kill me." He's gonna be episode. I'm like, great. That sounds like a funny ass episode. It's, I can't wait to see what's gonna happen. Wait, I'm sorry, are like, you complaining about an obnoxious character in South Park? That's the that's South Park. The everyone's obnoxious. Come on, he'd fit right in. I think it's funny how people on the thing are just like, oh my god, they're gonna have PewDiePie on. It's like, it's obvious they're gonna make fun of him. They're not gonna be like, he's a great guy. No one, <laughs> like, no one has ever been on that show and been like, <laughs> I am here to tell you about... Like, everyone is destroyed on that show. Well, again, like, just treat him wow. what he is. PewDiePie is a character. Felix is a cool Swedish guy with far too much money. Like, ever since I played Smite with him and he was just like, hey, how's it going? He's just like a really normal person. Yeah, I'm like, he's yeah, he's... He's a regular person. Well, I mean, That's actually, watch, I watched his online. podcast Strongly out of curiosity. Disagree. He's a millionaire. I don't. Oh, yeah. He's not yeah. a person. <laughs> he's a millionaire. No. But uh, I mean, I watched his podcast with uh, Cinema Toast, and it was, it was cool you know, for the most part. Yeah, he's he's savvy as well. Like, if he ever ends up actually starting a YouTube network, I imagine that people will actually join that because he seems like he's got his head straight on straight when it comes to business. Anyway, yep. let's uh, talk. So, yeah, Game Awards. We'll see how that turns out. Game Awards. Well, hold on. Chat, chat's <laughs> like, no, Jesse, they treated Lord pretty well. They had three episodes where Lord was Stan's dad, was a man. Lord <laughs> was a man. Just because at the end of that three-episode cycle, they were like, yeah, F you, Lord's awesome. They still made Lord a man, Internet. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> yeah, they... Just look up. at WoW. They made... Wow, people like fat, nerdy, like yeah, I, I'm not leaving my chair like to go to the bathroom. And, like, have <laughs> and, stuff. and they, they love Wow, so yeah. yeah. PewDiePie oh, they will, will lampoon. Explode. They're not going to treat. Yeah. They treat nobody well. Anyway, yeah. moments on the news. So the new Assassin's Creed was apparently leaked. Yes. Kotaku managed to grab the scoop on this one, and it will be set if they are correct and. If they're not, these are some very well-forged screenshots. Let me put it that way. Uh, it'll be called mm -hmm. Assassin's Creed Victory. And it's going to be set in Victorian London, which is what I thought the last game was set in. But it turned out to be France, because apparently they're interchangeable. But no, this one is actually in London, because there's Big Ben, and there's smoke, and the sky's grey. Which indicates to me that it's England and London. And it looks this fucking same. <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, it looks... I mean, it looks like Assassin's Creed, like everything else, and it's set for release in 2015, so they're, they're doing the annual release thing again. Different studio making it this time. It's going to be Ubisoft Quebec as opposed to Ubisoft Montreal, who's made all the other ones. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, actually. What was the last thing Ubisoft Quebec actually made? Let's find I, I, out. I think the thing about the article that really cracked me up the first time I saw it uh, during the last break when it was linked to me was oh, Jesus. it starts with 
next year's oh, Assassin's Creed. And immediately I was like, really? Next uh, year's Assassin's Creed? <laughs> Another okay. one. Okay, so Ubisoft Quebec, basically, they're responsible for ports. They did do some work on Unity, which is definitely not good for your CV. But they, they did some work on Assassin's Creed Brotherhood as well with Ubisoft Montreal. I'm pretty sure they didn't make Unity, did they? No, they didn't. That was Ubisoft Montreal. Let's go. What the hell? They they released the Black Eyed Peas experience on the Nintendo Wii. <laughs> they did the Wii ports for Assassin's Creed. Do you, do you remember the commercials for that? Where it was no. like people. Oh my God! There were people well, in a street I dancing, am. dancing to a oh. wall, and it was like the Black Eyed Peas experience. Like, well, I am. And it was just like, I'm <laughs> dancing to the wall. Gotta and make the wall everybody would, like, go move, and, and the people would be dancing to the wall. Like, so here's the thing. This isn't the worst thing that they made. <laughs> this is not the worst. That was not the worst thing they made. They created a wonderful title for the DS called My Stop Smoking Coach with Alan Carr <laughs> in 2008. <laughs> I am I not this up. kidding. My Stop Smoking there's Coach. Got, I hope this. Oh, please tell me this footage. <laughs> Let's oh, show it. Who's the target audience? On Who's the target audience for the My Stop Smoking Coach? Because you know 3DS, there's a bunch of 11-year-olds out there who are just like, man, I got to quit. This game talks so much. A YouTuber named Hispanic Tango has some footage up. Oh, shit, son. All right, we've got to find this. Uh, I'm Hispanic Tango. Give, give me a link. I need a link. I need a link. Hold on. I'll link it right now. Hispanic Here you go. Tango. There's the bid. Don't oh, this, Google Hispanic oh Tango. That oh, does wow. not take Oh, no, no. <laughs> There's official footage on the Ubisoft. <laughs> you love this. What? This is on apparently the Ubisoft Quebec YouTube channel. I guess they never really properly set this up because it has 58 views. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Here it is. Here it is, folks. This is it. I am Alan Carr, the world's leading expert on stopping smoking. I have a global network of stop smoking clinics, and my best-selling book, The Easy Way to Stop Smoking, has been published in 50 countries and has sold over 8 million copies. This is a video game. Here are six experts fully trained in the Easy Way method. They are all ex-smokers who stopped with this method, and every one of them has years of experience. How much did this thing cost? Like, oh, I'm I... looking at the video right now. It oh is a God. glorified PowerPoint TV. presentation. It's a PowerPoint. I, I've... I've made better PowerPoints than this. TB, you can't quit smoking and put a price on it. You, putting a price on quitting smoking is invaluable. This game is invaluable to us. The illusion <laughs> removal loop. This is incredible. Why does this oh exist? Oh my god. I can imagine this existing for anything but a, a DS. Why is this? What is the target audience for this? Who are they trying to get to? Because that makes no sense. Like, you know what? Those eight-year-olds... Well, gotta guys, got to get them while they're young. Yep, got to get them while they're young. Yep, uh, Dude, it was a, its original like... price was thirty dollars. It's now available for a, a bargain price of six dollars thirty-four on Amazon right now. Uh, everyone, everyone has been involved with the fake face of getting a video game as a gift that they were like, "Oh, yeah, yeah it's great." <laughs> Thank Imagine you, Grandma, for you this one. <laughs> like <it's> putting <laughs> challenge Christmas. and shit like that. Oh my god. I It's great. Thanks, mom. Don't worry, guys. Assassin's Creed is in safe hands. Oh <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, I I honestly imagine they're going to be bringing in a lot of staff cuz they, they, they I it's probably not just going to be developed by these guys, but um I I mean, I'm a little concerned. <laughs> uh 
they you know they've done it the thing is they've done a lot of because uh, ubisoft like brings in a lot of people from other teams because they've worked on watchdogs they've worked on unity and rogue which again is not much to say there they worked on revelations but actually making their own games the, everything they have made on their own seems to be awful so i mean that worries me a little bit here's how they here's the problem first off there's a major problem with this there's no opportunity to be a pirate in Victoria, England, you can't nope, do it. No, there is not. <laughs> but here's here's the saving grace, and I'll give them this. If they could come up with this, which I just came up with in my head in two minutes, so they had to have thought this out at some point. If they do a Jack the Ripper thing, make the entire story about you tracking him down, make it a mystery, and make it not have you doing a bunch of shitty assassinations, you're trying to stop the assassinations and things because, like... Make your guy not a crazy killer. Make your guy trying to solve mysteries, change up the game, or otherwise it's just Assassin's Creed, but in a different location. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're do, there's a couple of uh, gameplay things that they showed which look a bit different. Like, you can fight on top of moving vehicles because of, like, carriages and things like that. And apparently there's a grappling hook which allows you to move across areas quite rapidly. So it seems like they're going more down the Batman route, but it still looks like Assassin's Creed. So we'll see what they decide to actually do to the combat engine. But it's the combat that I've... It's, well, it's the combat and the stupid open world a million collectibles on the map shit that I have a problem with. Someone did a comparison between the original Assassin's Creed's map and Assassin's Creed Unity's map. And Unity's map is just completely cluttered with icons everywhere. Like, they're just like... Every five feet, there's got to be something you can either collect or interact with. It's like, fuck. Quality over quantity, please. Come on. Oh, well... Can I just say, I've still been watching this nicotine thing. Now it's like <laughs> the nicotine trap. And a little, like, cigarette monster going. pops up, and he's like, rawr, rawr. And they're like, this is your first cigarette. He's inside you. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I know. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, chat's got a good idea. The entire time you're trying to stop Jack the Ripper, because you're going back in, like, the mind thing, right? Spoiler, in the end, you are Jack the Ripper. Oh, shit. <gasps> I just made your game, Ubi. You just M. Night Money, please. M. Night Shamalamalama. Shamalandit. Uh, yeah. So, well, I, I'm pretty sure that that was not an official announcement. So, if Kotaku hadn't pissed off Ubisoft already, they sure as fuck have now. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I'll join you on that particular bandwagon because Ubisoft have uh, been a little silly this year. Let me put it that way. Oh, geez. Speaking of official announcements, they officially uh -oh. announced Hearthstone will be out December 8th. Yay! It's only six days. Fuck yeah. Oh, so we can justify our 45-minute discussion of... Absolutely! Yes. It's <laughs> totally because it's coming out soon, guys. Fuck yes. That's, I'm yep. really excited about that. I'm. It's kind of sad. Like, looking at the games that came out this year, what am I most excited about? A Hearthstone expansion that I'm going to probably <laughs> drop $100 plus on getting all the cards immediately. <laughs> yep. Oh, I am excited to open just, packs again. We get to open I'm packs pack again. Opening stream. Yeah, pack opening stream and run ads. And that's evil. We shouldn't do I'm that. I'm just getting donations for packs. You. That's even fucking worse. That's the only thing I accept donations for is just pack openings. Oh my god. People give if him. Everyone's going to be doing that. You know, it's and how I don't it's going to be. Money. Uh, well, here's the thing. I hope that they don't pull the same shit like they did last time, where EU gets it first, and then we've got to wait like a day. If we're oh yeah, that's oh. dumb. Oh, yeah, stupid uh, EU. Actually, you know what I might be tempted to do? Set up an EU account only buy goblins and gnomes packs and make decks purely out of goblins and gnomes cards, and like and ladder with them. <laughs> that might be kind of cool. that would be pretty great. Yeah, 
There's going to be so many pack American. opening videos. You're going to do it, Karenda, aren't you? I know how you are. You put up oh, pack opening will. videos. Fucking hell. I was making all my money back from those pack opening well, videos. Well, yeah, to be fair, like, at least you can say, well, I'm spending money to give you a pack opening video. So, you know. Yeah. Oh, Zach Lord of the Gimmicks the is going to be back in a huge way. Oh, I'm so man, excited. I'm so excited. I have to do my... Uh, I made an AoE deck. That's obviously you play a mage, but I got every card in the game that has an AoE or AoE-like effect in it. And that's pretty fun. I might do like one video of that, and then we're going goblins and gnomes, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Last time I did oh, a yeah. pack opening, I did this. Hold on. I thought I, we almost the, uh, moved on. We almost moved we on. Almost I thought did. we were clear. I thought we were clear. Well, let me nope. start the ritual. What, what are you doing? So, what is he doing? Last time he's I did a pack opening. On fire, I think. I think he's lighting <laughs> Hold a on. candle. I was going to say, this appears to be some kind of Buddhist protest. I'm not okay with this. This is what I did. <laughs> Actually, I am. Last time. I'm okay. <laughs> I did a okay pack opening. On fire. I was like, all great Lord Jaraxxus, bless us with your wisdom and give us the most powerful Hearthstone cards in all the land. In I your name we pray. I want that flame to appear and just kill you. Like, Trifling, Grendor! <laughs> your arrogance will be your undoing! By the evil powers of Oprah, may we condense our Hearthstone cards into not evil, but to joy. May the Eridar uh -huh, By the evil powers of Oprah, will you make joy? Sure, be yeah, alright, I'll buy that. And then, the summoning ritual is complete. <laughs> that is... That is the crazy ramblings of a man who does not leave his house much. <laughs> and then we incense. People have showed up at my stream and they were just like, why aren't you opening the packs faster? I'm like, this isn't about opening the packs faster. This is about an experience. No, it's, it's, it's not opening the packs shirt. faster. <laughs> I want to do a stream where it's just two and a half minutes of me opening packs as fast as I can and moving on and be like, all right, done, and see what that does. 16 After each pack, you run, you run a mid-roll. <laughs> Can I just say, <laughs> what? I, so this is what happened. I used one of my Starbucks cups to open packs because I got a thing where like I'll just use random objects to open the packs and hit spacebar with them. And that's how we determine if it's a lucky thing or not. Okay. Oprah <laughs> was the least lucky. That's so science. I'm convinced that Oprah is against me in Hearthstone. But oh, uh, I, in life, in life in general, Oprah so the not one time, a fan. I got, uh, what was it? What's the shaman legendary? Uh, uh, Alakir. Uh, no. Yeah, Alakir. Yes. I opened Alakir. an Alakir, and I was like, okay, so Oprah got us an Alakir. That's useless. And then later on, I decided to try the Oprah again, and I was like, I swear to God, if she gets us another Alakir, I'm done. And I hit it, another Alakir. I just, I walked away. I literally walked away for like five minutes. I don't. We we almost got away from Hearthstone. That's how we know we, Oprah is We had a commercial break. I thought we had gotten away. I thought we had made it. Nope. But false. when we summoned Jaraxxus... That's when the true card started happening. I don't. I I'm don't. just saying. I thought we were so close to getting out. <laughs> I thought we were going to move on. I we are moving we on. We're going to talk yeah, about I'm Steam streaming. Oh. Steam. This is the thing. Stream Steam. So basically they're offering what seems to be a fairly similar functionality to the... Uh, to the place... What is it? The, uh, the PlayStation 4. Mm -hmm. And you can stream... And, oh, Jesus, this is... They're going to have to clamp down on this. So already, people have used the stream for piracy. Uh, someone managed to add VLC or Media Player as a non-Steam game, and they're just streaming it. They're just streaming yeah. anime on Steam. <laughs> oh, I, I'm Jesus. trying to think what the... Uh, where did I, I read imagine that? someone streaming porn. I yes, they, they, I just read a whole list of things that was being streamed, 
And the one that stood out to me is like right away they're streaming porn, which I thought was really funny. Well, wow, where I mean, the hell was that? This is so silly because I'm, I'm looking at broadcast tab right now. Um, someone's streaming Skyrim, and it appears to be a modded Skyrim because that guy, that woman has a larger ass than I would have expected. Uh, someone's uh, almost everyone is streaming Sakura Spirit apparently, so that's that's a big thing. That's an anime game with big boobs. Um, hmm. Wait, how do you see the streams? Where is uh, it? There's a if you go to steamcommunity.com, there's a there's a little thing yes. uh, which lets you see some oh. of the streams. Yes. I'm going to tune into one of them and see what it's like. This is kind of weird because the way that I originally read it was that you can jump into someone else's game and kind of watch them play. Very PlayStation 4-esque. And that seemed to be that made sense because the way that uh, Steam I I thought anyway was sort of making this happen is you could jump in and it's a good way to encourage your friend to buy a game. It's like, hey, watch me play it. And it's easy to jump yeah. in. But it seems like, I mean, this is broadcasting to 500 people right now. This, this yeah. thing. And I, I'm loading it up right now to see how it works. So, I mean, oh, it, it doesn't apparently. It's, <laughs> uh, oh, no, no, yes, no. It, no, I clicked on it and nothing happened. So that's interesting. Huh. Many uh, Sakura spirits. Many Sakura spirits are being played. Yeah, it's hmm. What is what is going on? <laughs> I don't know about this because I mean, for one thing, Steam has like literally two customer service staff. So how the fuck are they going to moderate <laughs> these streams? How are they going to have the staff to do it? Like they, this I don't see this being a serious Twitch rival. I mean, but if it's got no. any client integration, then I can see it being popular to some degree. Thing is, of course, like. No one professional is actually going to use this because there's no way to monetize it. So it's all very casual. But I mean, and I can understand that. Just this giant, this guy evidently modded his Skyrim to give this woman a gigantic ass. I like, love, I love that. That's the top view thing. <laughs> that's Steam in a nutshell, isn't it? Big ass woman in Skyrim and Sakura Spirit and, and some. Oh, geez. If you I ever had to question what the internet was about, the fact that when this thing first releases, the top two videos are a big ass woman and then are just two girls with boobs. That's literally the internet. If you thought it was yep. anything else about like cultural exchange, yeah. the only thing that's exchanged are big asses and boobies. Yeah, apparently that's you need the internet, to be my in, friends. Yeah, you need. Uh, so I'm going into the Steam client right now, and I actually only see two broadcasts. I. I'm not sure if they're from my friends. I think these are from people that are on my friends list. If I click see more content, it didn't show me anything. But it's apparently a beta release at the moment. So if you're not on the beta client, it doesn't work properly. So there is that. I'm going to try and see if I can actually get into this person's broadcast. Ah, you've got it. Yeah, you've got to opt in to see it. So hmm, Pass. I, I don't know. I it's it's a weird function i i understand the idea of jumping into a friend's game to watch them play and that kind of being an interesting social feature but actual streaming i don't well, know well it's like if this was 2011 or 12 maybe but like i'm gonna sit they're like you gotta log in and i'm like i'm just gonna go to twitch, twitch. i don't care yeah. <laughs> well and it seems like i think it's in it's very bare bones like all it does is show the game i don't even know if yeah. you have a mic or anything so you don't need no mic for that ass. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Big old ass. Oh, that's, that's just so silly. Um, I don't know. It, it seems like a, a waste, wasted development time. You know, the client's still got issues. And frankly, I think we'd, more, we'd prefer more resources to be dedicated to customer service than all this shit. But, oh, dear. I don't know. Yep, someone was, someone was streaming porn earlier, by the looks of it. Yep. Uh, 
Yep, that is that is porn. They were streaming. They were streaming some that, movies as that well. Is like a like, large black penis, actually. Huh. I, I think I think uh, two days ago, three days ago, someone hacked into Sony and got a bunch of the new movies that are coming out soon. Ooh. And so people were streaming that on the the Steam thing as well. <laughs> so those are all over the internet. I'm not sure what movies they are, but. Hmm. I'm, I yeah. they got like three or four movies off their digital servers, so yeah, there you go. I think the public streaming idea is really silly. I I like the idea of community streams because I think uh, with if you say all right, well, it's only people on my friends list that can watch. I think you get rid of a massive amount of liability when it comes to like oh he's streaming a movie right. or porn or whatever. Yeah. It's like oh it's just a friends list thing, and more importantly, it acts as kind of a demo. So. It's a friend's like, oh, well, I don't know if this game's any good. It's like, oh, well, come watch me play it and see what you think. And you can do it with a click of a button. That sounds great. But for public stuff, you just don't, you, it doesn't have the technology. It's too bare bones to matter. It's like, oh, well, there's a public list. Yeah, and on Twitch, there's people who are way fucking better at it and have way more capabilities. So just watch those. I think it goes back to the idea that everyone sort of, it's, it's like that, it's, culture right now everyone wants to have that sort of like people are watching me do things that i'm famous in a way culture stuff and yeah well, you know I mean, because <laughs> no but i'm saying like because gaming it appears to many people that it's very very easy to do that a lot of people want to do it and that's why uh you see people who aren't even in like the gaming sphere suddenly be like i'm gonna make a gaming channel now and that's like i'll reach even Finish more gaming channel. <laughs> Yeah, and I and that just translates into all these other people are like, yeah, no, you can stream now too. No one wa no one watches these things. No. When the yeah. highest one's five hundred forty eight people, well, that's, that's, that's to be fair, you got to opt into you got opt into the beta client to watch. So I imagine the vast majority of people haven't done that yet. But I, I can't but see the reason it. people are watching it because, dude, dead ass. People are watching it <laughs> yep. for dead ass. Like the I, second top viewed stream is like eighty people. Yeah, yeah. I, I cannot imagine this taking off, but simultaneously, it doesn't really have to. Because I think, again, its most useful feature is between friends. I don't, like, public broadcast to lots of people? No. I don't, no, that's, I don't that's know why no anyone use to would anybody. And it's, yeah. I just, I, I'm not keen on the kind of investing development time into that. But hey, we'll see. It's, you know, I, I, I've, if I've learned anything, it's never doubt Valve. So maybe they will pull it off. And don't, let's not be the guys who were saying, oh, YouTube, gaming on YouTube, that'll never take off. Let's play on YouTube. No one's going to watch that shit. Let's not be those guys because those guys got left in the dust. Let's not be, uh, let's not make the same mistake. Oh, I, I mean, I'll gladly say it and do it. I'm no, I, I'm, I'll go full hypocrite on this. Like, no, guys, <laughs> don't stream on the internet. It's stupid. But yeah, I will. It's really dumb. Don't, <laughs> don't waste your yeah, time. Yeah, we guys. don't want competition. I don't want competition. Go, go become a scientist. Go to NASA. Go yeah. fly me to space. I don't yeah. need your competition. You asking them to fly you to the moon and let you play among the stars? That's what I am. That's what I, that's what <laughs> I am doing. I see. Something, something, Jupiter, Mars. Make it happen. You don't even know the second line of that? Jesus. Well, I was going to hope that they'd create rocket, rocket science. And mathematics will take me to Jupiter and Mars. That's what I was going for. Oh, dear. So no, it, a game won't next, take off Minecraft. Let, let's move on to Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo have apparently put a patent down on Game Boy emulation for use on mobile devices and in-flight entertainment. I'm okay with this. What? I'm okay with this. I don't, know that, I don't know that I know anyone who uses in-flight entertainment, 
I know. Besides no. movies, but no, because whatever. You, most people have phones or iPads these days. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But I did get to watch Mr. Popper's Penguins when I last got on a plane, so you know, it was good. It's. I will say sometimes the now, especially I remember before long ago, back when Pan Am flew us across the country in 36 hours. <laughs> long ago, when you had to pedal, <laughs> there was you got one you got one movie and it was whatever awful movie they had that was edited for a plane, right? Yeah, now and they everyone have, had like, to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, now they have like you can choose between all sorts of different things. Yeah, it's and on demand. At least they're on on transatlantics. It's not. I, I've not flown a single flight in the U.S. that's had that. Virgin America. You're, 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 oh, do they? Is you're it Virgin? Right. Yep. Well, I, Virgin I only fly U.S. Time. Airways, so that's probably why they don't have any of that shit. But that's why I have an iPad, you know. They have like but, uh, like really recent movies too. Like I've watched no, things that's, before that's they're even out at. on DVD have, or anything. Oh they yeah, yeah. They usually recent get that. movies. They have recent movies that are ranging in all topics and all varieties from R to PG. The problem is some movies you'll play and it's very awkward sitting next to a stranger watching yeah. like an R-rated sex scene go down in your movie and you're just like, oh my. Like the uh, last time. That's no, why you watch an iPad. Ago. You can turn that shit away like when that <laughs> happened. A few times like, ago, oh. I was on a, I was going to LA and I watched The Wolf on Wall Street on oh. the plane and I was just like, oh, he's a... Uh, He's doing some those things. Are, those are a bunch of hookers is what they are. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, oh my. That's a dwarf being fired out of a cannon. That's highly offensive. <laughs> Yay. But I mean, uh, And you just sit just there three and there's hours. a stranger next to you like, hmm, I'm not judging the movie you're watching. So that's like, I, like, look, I might have problems. Like every time I go on a movie, I'm like, I mean, Lord of the Rings is pretty safe. <laughs> like, I'm going to choose something that it will not get me looked at like a weirdo. Hey, well, I'm, I'll tell you this. When I'm on a plane, I what I like to do, especially if like the guy next to me has like no in-flight entertainment, all I do is I turn the subtitles on in my movie. I and you'd be surprised <laughs> how many people are actually grateful for that. Like they'll thank you at the end of the flight for doing it because you kind of see them peeking over because they're bored. And you just turn the subtitles on and just let them watch it with that, and then they'll, then they're like they say thank you at the end of the flight. It's really cool. You should do that. Yeah. Just, just a nice little thing to do. Strongly disagree. <laughs> <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> Well, you can even, on Virgin America, you can just watch TV for free. Like, a bunch of channels are just free. That's Everybody why gets their own little Let's thing. Let's be clear. Virgin is clearly yeah. the best. Day. I don't think Virgin like, flies out of Charlotte Airport, so... We yeah, they do. Do they? We've, yeah, because I've seen, like, That's Chicago the only way Crendo would have traveled to you. That's really? the only way he would have gotten to your house. He That's the only way I go anywhere. Go. Yeah, he, like, he, did, he did fly to us at one point, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, they go a lot of places now. They've I, expanded. Oh well, I, I might fly them then next time I actually have to get on a plane. Although next time I get on a plane, I have the, you know an intention of taking horse tranquilizers. So you know. <laughs> anyway, let, let's uh, so, so let's talk about this gaming emulation thing. So I mean, this is kind of would you say this is a big deal for Nintendo because they have been staunchly against putting their games on other platforms up to this point. I think I think it would be fun to see some Nintendo games on, like, a mobile device, like old-school Nintendo. The problem is, I imagine they'll be shitty to play because you're playing it on a mobile device. Like, I can't even imagine doing Mario with, like, Without trying to figure controls. out how to use this. Oh, fuck that, yeah. That'd be the yeah. worst. I mean, you'd have to... And that's the most basic You'd have to play on, like, an iPhone or an Android with one of those controller attachments or something. Even that's a pain in the ass. Like, oh. I don't know that... It's good, great. I'd love to. Maybe Duck Hunt would be fun, like old school. Like what, that'd be good. You just screen? tap it. Yeah. yeah. Tap <laughs> well, I mean, why, why play, Well, you might as well play Fruit Ninja because I mean that's better Duck Hunt, right? <laughs> but I mean, they could, you know, they could say like, yeah, we're gonna update Duck Hunt. I mean, it just gives them ideas. But again, it seems like a really pain in the ass thing to do is play Mario. Maybe Zelda. You could pull off old school Zelda. Mm. 
Yeah, but I, mean, I don't yeah. know. They've they've That's done a few like obviously they released Pokemon TCG on iPad, but I mean that was kind of a web based game anyway. They seem like they're slowly opening up to the idea of allowing some of their IP onto other systems, which yeah. a lot of people have been shouting for years that they've got to do it. And these, I mean these jackasses also like were saying the Wii U's dead like two years ago. It's like oh they've got to they've got to become a third party developer now. It's like, oh, <laughs> hang on. All the best games this Christmas are all on Wii U. Huh. All right. Well, I'm, I'm more than willing to admit that that was me. I was that guy on this podcast. Like, they just might as well be like Sega and just make games now because I, they I'm are to say, shit. I'm pretty sure I never said that. The only thing I said is you've got to get more good games. I didn't say they had to go third party. So I'm, I'm cool. You know? I agree. They surprised. They surprised. I just wanted my Mario Kart 8 and I got it. I mean, they've released a bunch of good games. You can go play Smash is good. Mario Kart 8 is good. Bayonetta 2 is really good. And it comes with Bayonetta 1, which is also really, really good. There's shit That's to play on that system. Fire Emblem would be fantastic on a, on a Wii iPad. U? Oh, on iPad. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. the original. Fire Emblem on iPad could work really, really well. Well, I, I mean, you've already got, you can already play uh, Final Fantasy Tactics on that. And mm-hmm. that looks really well. It's expensive yeah. as shit because Square Enix. Square Enix has the most expensive games F-M. on iPad. <laughs> and they uh, don't work at all. I, I Somewhere in my account, I have Chrono Trigger, which was played for about two hours and then immediately removed from my iPad. So that's heartbreaking. <laughs> the port of Bayonetta, people are asking, it's the definitive version. Like the, the port of Bayonetta 1 is better than both the 360 and the PS3 version. So it's worth playing. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to see them doing this. It, it makes sense, especially with their really ancient back catalog. I mean, why the fuck not milk it more? They've already been milking it with uh, Virtual Console, right? So why the hell not? And I've said it before, if you don't offer this stuff for sale, then people will just emulate it and they're not going to feel bad about it at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people still yeah. don't feel bad about it because for some people, 10 to $15 for like a N64 game is a bit much. But still, you're offering like NES games for three bucks a pop or whatever. Okay, I, I can deal with that. I still yeah. think I still think what they should have for Virtual Console is a monthly ticket. Like, subscribe and get access to all the Virtual Console stuff instead of having to buy it individually. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that'd, that'd actually be really cool. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah, totally. Instead of, like, <laughs> saying, oh, you know what I feel like today? I really feel like playing Streets of Rage, but I don't want to pay $10 for the privilege. But I've got a subscription, so I can just get whatever. I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd pick them up on that. I'd subscribe to that. That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, so that's that. That's a bit of news mm-hmm. regarding that. What else has been going on in the news? Things have at least been happening. I mean, that's a plus. Uh, yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, Assassin's Creed the news. The other Assassin's Creed news. The... Free DLC! Free DLC, yes. So they have cancelled the season pass, basically. And they are giving the Dead Kings expansion, they're calling it, which I assume is kind of like the same size as Freedom Cry for uh, Black Flag. They're giving it for free. That's going to be costing them a fair fucking amount of money, you would think. Uh, bad will. Bad will will cost them more, I feel like. I feel like this is their minor gesture to fix the fact that usually... I'd say it's more than a minor gesture. i go as far as to say that's actually a pretty big gesture. Well, I, I think in, in context, they're giving away a DLC to a game that people don't want to play. They're like, please... <laughs> Please play this game. We'll give you DLC. That's a fair like, point. It's like no it's, the game's it. still broken on pretty yeah. much all platforms. So I don't care about your DLC. Like, by the time your DLC comes out, I'm probably not going to go back to your game I'm again. I'm done with it. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I feel like, especially with the number of games that get released on digital, games have a shelf life of interest level. And I think it's the reason why I don't ever buy season passes, because by the time your DLC comes out, I am done with that game. Like, I don't want to play it. I'm going to move on to something else. That happened with uh, Rome Total War, even though it wasn't DLC, it was just the patch. Like, I didn't care anymore. It was like, whatever. No, that like, game it's... was broken for like a year. It's better now, but I don't give a fuck now. It's, it's the yeah. year. Who cares? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's like, other uh... shit to play. There's too many good games to play. As much as people have been... I read this annoying Vice article, and every time Vice talks about video games, I tend to curl up in a little ball and, like, cry a little because they don't know what they're fucking talking about. <laughs> but they, they put out this article that said, the best, ga- the, only, like, the best games of this year were the same games as last year. And they basically said that The Last of Us Remastered and GTA Five are the best games this year. I'm like, did you even play any video games this year? Like, <laughs> loads of amazing games. Like, maybe not as, not the high-profile stuff, but there was some, fucking Wolfenstein came out this year, and it was amazing. What the fuck are you doing? There's so many cool games this year. Yeah, I've been going through my list of stuff, and it was, I I don't want to open this, because it might end up appearing on stream, and that would be a spoiler. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm not going to open it. Uh-oh. Yeah, I've I've got, like, my Game of the Year shortlist, where I'm trying to narrow it down to 10, and it's like, yeah, actually... They might not have been obvious, but there were actually a lot of good games that came out this year. Yeah. It's just like, I think the highest profile ones that have all been from Ubisoft have generally been a disappointment. That and The Sims 4 has also been a disappointment. I feel like, yeah, a lot of them were really, I feel like if Shovel Knight is not in your top 10 this year, Shovel Knight was a fantastic game. Yeah, it's fantastic. Like that is a, if you're making top 10 lists, if that game isn't, and that was a low profile game that popped up out of nowhere and then was like, this game's Phenomenal fantastic. Game. Like. I South hate Park the genre, game. and I love Shovel Knight. That's South how good Park that game, game is. Now, Persona... South Park had a good game. South I don't Park know if was, it was excellent. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I, know yeah, if I, it's I, top ten. I, but I'd I say it's know. one of the best of the year. I mean, it's it's top one in licensed games. Well, oh yeah, maybe far. top two. I'd say it's still behind Chronicles of Riddick: Escape from Butcher Bay because that game was incredible. But outside of that, oh, it's that. Uh, what else came out this year that was great? I mean, Persona Q just came out, which everyone seems to be absolutely loving, kind of rightfully so. Transistor was out this year, which was fucking awesome. I mean, awesome. licensed game, I guess you could say Shadow of Mordor counts. Shadow of Mordor was incredible. Game. Like, yeah. that's a really great game. Wasteland 2 came out this year. Divinity Original mm-hmm. Sin came out this year. Uh, this yeah. is If you like traditional RPGs, then fuck. You good, know, year. This, good year. Good year. I mean, even Inquisition, a lot of people like. You know, I, I'm still t- in two minds about it, but you know, Inquisition is good. What else? I mean, there was stuff like oh, uh, Mario Kart. Yeah, Mario, Mario Kart, Kart came 8, out. Smash Brothers, Bayonetta two. Like you know, <laughs> Nintendo three. killed yep. this year. Yeah, yeah. they came Age out. Age of Wonders three did. came out this year. That was awesome. Oh, uh, there was mm-hmm. um, this War of Mine. Some people would argue Titanfall. Hell, we had the best Call of Duty in the last six fucking years come yeah. out. Yep, that's true. Warlords of Draenor came out for WoW, which by all accounts is the best expansion they've made in a saved, long fucking time. Saved that yep. franchise immediately. <laughs> saved it. Alien Isolation came out this year that a lot of people really like. Yeah. Technically, didn't Hearthstone come out this year? It actually did, didn't yep. it? Because it came out of open beta. I mean, obviously, Hearthstone's really, really good. There's lots of good games. Yeah, this was a great year for gaming. Uh, I, I feel like the fact that, <laughs> that they're saying, like, oh, it's just these means that they're probably... They I don't think play video console games. players. Yeah, I feel like you, that's a console player thing. Yeah, it's like you own yeah. an Xbox One, you think you know everything. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, the best games that came out on consoles that have no good games on them, yes, those are You're the best absolutely games. Right. Yes. If you own a PC or a Wii U or preferably both, you don't know what you're fucking talking about, mate. There's loads of good shit. So oh, well. Go. 
Yeah, well, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff. I, I, man, I've been meaning to check out Endless Legend, and I yes, haven't. Had a chance. I keep being told to do that. Endless and I, I, I downloaded it the other day, and it's just been sitting here, and I haven't played it yet. But everyone's like, "Dude, if you loved Civilization: Fall from Heaven 2, you will love Endless Legend." I'm like, exactly what I've been told. I yeah. need to touch this, but I haven't played it yet. Yeah, I've, I'll I've get got it, it I'll get but to it. it's one of those games that ended up on my backlog, and I'm going to have to hopefully in December go through my backlog. Because the shit like Freedom Planet, which I played a few levels on, is really good, and I'm going around to covering that. And Endless Legend is another one. Um, Dungeon of the Endless, of course, as well, is something that I want to be looking at. I never got around to playing Crusader Kings. I need to play that shit. You know, there's all sorts of uh, good yeah. stuff to play. But yeah, Endless play Freedom Planet. Really like, good. If you like the original Sonic games, play fucking Freedom Planet. That is a game. Well... This Saturday, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, I am uh, streaming Freedom Planet with GOG ah, as part go. of a GOG promotion thing. So cool. for about two hours Saturday, I'm streaming that game in particular yeah. on the GOG Twitch. So Sweet. if you want to see that game and watch a guy who hasn't played a Sonic game in 20 years play a Sonic-type game, you will enjoy that. I, I, like free, I like that game a lot so far, anyway. Uh, Freedom Planet is really, really good. If you like the original Sonic games, it's, I don't know, it's almost like it's, it's half Sonic games and it's half just the, the good 2D Sega Saturn platformers that awesome. were, that were out. Like it really, it, it feels like a Sega game, like a classic Sega game in every way. It's really nice. It's, it's a lot of fun. Lethal League came out this year, as people remind yeah, me. Yeah. Lethal Great League. Fucking yeah. Candyman is the best. Is the best. Jeez. Some cool, some cool shit came out this year. And a lot of it, here's what I love. A lot of it, indie or borderline indie games. Like, not much money thrown into them, but fantastic development. And I think that says a lot about AAA titles and how they're just like, we just keep pounding them out, people will buy them. Yeah, because with AAA, for the most part this year, they made the same fucking games. And Ubisoft is the prime culprit of that. Outside of South Park and Child of Light, what do they do? They released... Four open world games using the same fucking right. mechanics. They even managed to shoehorn them into a damn racing game somehow. It's like, come on, Ubisoft. These these are not tried and true. These are played the fuck out. If I have to climb another goddamn tower in another one of your goddamn games, I will. I will just not play your games. And That's here's the thing. Do. That's a threat. They, they beat these ideas that, in theory, are very very good. Like the Assassin's Creed premise is awesome. Like they beat them down like ten times now. Yeah, they 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 murder, and that's what I think. It's sad. Like Dead Space, phenomenal premise, murdered that franchise, right? Like, and that's EA. You have Call of Duty, a lot of really cool premise there, a lot of fun, murdered it. You have like all these things that you could take to the next level. Battlefield. I think Call of Duty has made a comeback this year. I think there's some fresh ideas in there. But that's one studio. Do, and they, that's a one-a-year game. Like, one studio had some good ideas. Like, who knows what next year. Oh, like, the next one. Things where if it's in, I think shit. it's Treyarch next time, so it might be good. Because uh, they, they've been known to take risks. If it's Infinity yeah. Ward, it'll be fucking terrible. Because <laughs> yeah. so it's one of those things. Oh, no, Infinity Ward always smacks like they're an arrogant studio. I mean, have you ever got that feeling from them? Like, and everything they've ever yeah. said, it's like, we know what we're doing and we will not brook any feedback. So we're going to make this game because we're the masters of it. And then they well, bring ever out... Ever since they made Modern Warfare, the original one, they've just been like, we're the best. It's like, well, you made that good game, and then you stopped making good games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Oh, <laughs> man. I forgot about Val- I, Valiant Hearts. Valiant Hearts, yeah. yeah. I forgot about Valiant Hearts. Yep. Fibbage came out this year. Fucking awesome. 
Oh, fibbage. Yeah. I'm not. Um, someone's pointing out about the ones in Shadow of Mordor. I wouldn't be mad about the ones in Shadow of Mordor because you don't have to do a fucking climbing puzzle to get up to them. And frankly, they're not even that important and there aren't that many of them. So, no. yeah, they did towers, but they didn't overdo it. Whereas in fucking Assassin's Creed and there's like 19 of the fuckers in Far Cry and each one of them is a goddamn puzzle to climb. Jesse oh, loves it, puzzles. I hate jumping <laughs> puzzles. F, those, F, F all. The, I, the, thing, the thing that I... Oh, fuck. Seriously, Blizzard. <laughs> F you for creating a grand. That is the worst zone. <laughs> that is Vajir times like 12. Uh, anyway, so, uh, no, I, I think that's interesting because Shadow Mordor, they did have towers. You're right. But take the last map, for example. Five towers, maybe 10 zones. So you didn't even need to, like, go to all the... The towers would unlock multiple zones. Like, you didn't need to do any of it. They didn't overdo it. Was it. There. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was easy. You climbed up a tower, hit a hammer... Bing, you got it, and you're done. done. It's like, yeah. that's great. And you cli- the climbing the tower takes about five seconds. That's it. Like, <laughs> Less no than puzzle that, really. You just in jump. Yeah. Whereas in yeah, Assassin's Creed, like- it's like, we're going to make every single one of these fuckers a challenge. Like, oh, and that's, oh, what, and that's what they did in Watch Dogs, which pissed me off. Watch Dogs was like, you must hack a crane and then hack a, like, bulldozer and move things to make, like, a perfect platform to get up. And I was like, this is unnecessary i just cut the fence go in and climb it like all this shit unnecessary it is speaking of challenges uh the wow anniversary molten core turns out not a lot of people know how to do molten core (laughs) (laughs) and they made it like legit like old boss oh is it like it was like yeah you need like exactly plus decursors and shit oh yeah the problem is is that since no one has used decurse on a hotbar for years. Perfect. <laughs> no one knew. It, Krendor and I did it. It took beautiful. us maybe four hours, something like that. And yeah. we were like, uh, the fact that I was consistently at the top of the damage meter, I was just like, <laughs> who are these people playing with us? Have you, you, do you have to play with 40 people? Yeah. Yes. Cool. It will not start unless oh you have four. And, and the 40 people one... play. <laughs> They're just like, let's get around this trash. It's like, no, we pull all the trash. Yeah, all no, of the trash it. dies. My favorite quote was this guy was like, we have to kill all the bosses? Like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, lovely. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I can't. We kept skipping one hours. pack of trash, and then they'd always accidentally pull it. Pull it? Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. No, and then no there was how to spawn. get through the flame impacts and shit. Oh. The core hounds? To, to, to oh, things respawning behind them as they went through the dungeon. So... People would die and then run back and instantly drag like a hundred things with them. And we're like, oh, oh my God. Well, it, oh, it's the worst the experience. Four hounds were the worst. Have. There was always the one that got too low and it would die. And then the other four were up. And it was just and like, it just, just get them, them low and then yeah. wait for it. Then they were just, it went on for like 10 minutes. Yeah. They just couldn't figure it out. I, I can't <laughs> imagine that Major Domo Executus must have been a lot of fun with that group. Oh, oh my God. God. It was, no, we actually, everything was fun. Oh, yeah, we I actually did well on Domo. About the first four bosses was a mess because and then after that people left and we just managed to do it because people weren't idiots but yeah the stupid the beginning was just like, like banging your head against the wall it was <laughs> awful it was oh, horrible man that's that sounds amusing that sounds very very amusing yep. it is not who it pulls is. the surger with the core hound i think the god are dead but he's, he's dead, dead now, now. <laughs> We oh, yeah. love that. Yeah, that's what we're the entire we time. I was shouting that. Yeah. I, was, I was shouting it into the raid, and like one or two people would be like, "Yeah," and everyone else was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I was like, "Oh no, we're Baron, dead." Get in sight. Like, Nobody oh, no. ran. We would just keep dying because everybody oh, would like run away. Them. Like, 
I would just call out the people like you have a bomb on you. They just didn't move and just exploded. Everybody died. I was like, yeah. Oh, that would be <laughs> lovely. And I, you, know, you know, here's the, here's the best part. Here's, here's what they should do: re-release Cthun and now have people go into that. They're fucked, oh. mate. <laughs> no. Oh <laughs> my There's people god. Complaining best... like Blizzard. I had to. This isn't a fun event. I had to spend like five hours of my day doing this. I was like, well, welcome the to what we did for five fucking years. <laughs> yeah. You casual yeah. bastards. The best, the best part month. about it is is the reward for you get nothing from any of it till the very last boss, till Ragnaros. And at Ragnaros, you get a helm and then you get a mount, right? But then yeah. there's a 0.3% drop to get two other things, which is a little pet and then a uh, uh, item that you can use to like enchant your weapons. Okay. 0.3. That means you'd have to suffer through that. Holy fuck. How many times? I don't know. Well, it's like no, Blizzard. People out I'm of done the with 40 you. get the thing. And you're just like, oh, well, my. keep running it till you get. It's like, I don't care enough. No, I just don't, don't care. Through this. Don't, don't care. Filthy casuals. <laughs> oh, oh it's beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Well, I guess we'll wrap up with the releases. And then, well, since we have a Dodger replacement here, Crendor, this is Crendor. your duty. All begin. right. I shall begin. Uh, December 2nd, the crew comes out. So That's today. today. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's out. Uh, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.5 Remix for the PS3. Oh, that's seriously? relevant. <laughs> seriously, guys? I'm going to be honest. HD Remix of the PS3. Great. I'm going to be honest, though. Fuck. Honest. If you intend to get Kingdom Hearts 3 and you have never played any of the 3DS games, get 1.5 and 2.5 Remix because you, you will not know what the shit is going on in Kingdom Hearts 3. Just letting you know, pick those up if you intend to get Kingdom Hearts 3. Just, just giving you a warning. Because you'll be like, what is this game? So, that's <laughs> for you, nerds. Reaction. Okay. Yep. Uh, Fantasy Hero Unsigned Legacy for that's, the PlayStation what? Network. It's Vita. V? Yeah, it's for oh, Vita. Vita. It is, is, that a, is that a It's an action game? RPG. Oh. Action RPG. It's from Arc System Works, which is usually a good sign. And it is, well, it's an action RPG. Apparently, it has four-player co-op, and it looks kind of neat. That's all I can say about it right now. But all it's right. another Vita game. I mean, fuck. If you like Japanese games, the Vita is the console to buy. Because that's all you get. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, we got Final Horizon for the Vita and PS4. Uh, two games for the Vita in one week. Is it Christmas? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Almost. What is Final uh, Horizon? Uh, I'm looking I it up now. It looks like a... It's a tower defense game? Maybe? Yeah. I can't figure out what it is. It's, it's a tower defense by the looks of it. Yeah. So, okay, fair enough. Uh, Secret Ponchos for the PS4. Ah, it's a lot that's of fun. finally out. Yeah, that's a, that's a Western, it's a Western deathmatch game that's played from an isometric kind of perspective. It's nice art style. Met the devs. The one problem I have is you can't, I, I have yet to play a version of it. Maybe it exists now, but I've yet to play a version where you can do local multiplayer. Really? I've only, I, I've I only, think the first time I played it, it was, Oh, on the same console. Yeah, yeah, they, I yeah. Think they had it networked, do it. didn't they? You can't do it. Uh, we well, tried to do it for Multiplayer Mayhem because I was like, I love this game and I want to play it with the guys for Multiplayer Mayhem and literally we couldn't do it. Well, so, I mean, I don't see how you sad. could because the, the arenas are too large. You couldn't fit everything on the screen. Yeah. I mean, I uh, guess you could do split screen. Maybe. You definitely cannot. I have, <laughs> I've tried it does not exist but okay. it's a fun game the characters are a lot of fun all their abilities it's really easy to pick up 
Mm-hmm. So I would, if you like those games where you just murder and you get to be cool cowboy characters, grab it. Yep. Uh, we got Siberia for the PlayStation 3 network. Okay, That's an old school game. 12 years old and yeah, available on Steam right. for $2. So I'd suggest you maybe get it there <laughs> instead. All right. And uh, Game of Thrones Episode 1. Yep, that's on pretty much all formats. I don't think it's... Is it out on iOS yet? Uh, no, they always release a week later on iOS. Yes. Yeah, I don't says, know why, but they always oh, do. It's going to be I see in two days. Uh, iOS on all Thursday, right. apparently. So, yeah. I mean, that, those uh, are good uh, games to play on mobile devices, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, December 4th, we got Dead State. Oh, that's finally coming out. I actually backed out on Kickstarter a long time ago. It's, I think it's been in early access for a while. It's shown promise. It's a zombie survival tactical RPG. Um, One of it, my very good friends does the voice of woman in that game. So uh, if woman, you hear a woman okay. screaming, woman. that's her. Yeah. yeah. I like the name oh, of the studio. Really good They're reviews. called Double Bear. So, that. Yeah, it's got a lot of good reviews so yeah. far, too. Yeah, I, I ignored it. all the alpha builds because I couldn't be asked for that stuff. I know I did play it at PAX like a year and a half ago. The build was really ropey at that time, but it's obviously come on a lot. So I hope that it comes out and ends up not sucking. That would be nice. Yeah. Uh, December 5th, we got the NEX Remix Pack for the Wii U. I, yep, look, NES I want Remix. that. I want to play that. I want to play that and enjoy it. <laughs> I can't wait. Along with the Captain Toad Treasure Tracker for the Wii Dude, U. That yes, so much yes. fun. <laughs> Shut yeah. up. That game is so much fun. I've played that Captain too much, Toad. and I want to let you know, if you enjoy puzzle games, it's a it's a hoot. It's just a real treasure <laughs> tracker. So, <laughs> no, seriously, okay. play that. Like, grab if you have kids, grab grab some kids. <laughs> if you don't have kids, grab some <laughs> just kids. grab them. Grab them on the street. Play that game. With like, don't do any of game. the things that Jesse is currently suggesting. <laughs> if you don't have kids, grab some kids. If you, if you kids, value your freedom and or moral decency, do not do any of those things. But it's cool. And you play you play as a uh, Toad and then Fem Toad, whatever her name is, Lady Toad, and then you save each other. Like you go Fem back toad. and forth saving each other. It's very cute. Okay. Fem Toad. Maybe they should Fem stop toad. getting you know kidnapped all the time, and then that wouldn't happen. That's how they keep the relationship spicy. TV. <laughs> like, I'll kidnap you, then you kidnap me. Oh, God. <laughs> I love you, Toad. I love you too, baby. Moving Slap. swiftly on. Uh, there's also <laughs> Ultimate NES Remix yeah, for the 3DS and 3DS E. Yes. December 9th, we have Phoenix Wright Ace Eternity, or Ace Attorney Ace Trilogy, Eternity. not Eternity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> An Eternity of Phoenix Wright games. I'd be okay uh, with that, actually. <laughs> And Lara Croft and the Temple of Osiris for the PS4. Yep, that's another one of the isometric ones. Guardian of Light was really good. I don't know if this one's going to be any good, but we'll see. And that pretty much wraps it up for this week's releases, by the looks of it. Oh, and Hearthstone, December 8th. Yes, of course, the Hearthstone expansion. The only thing that matters in that entire release list. Indeed. All right. Well, that pretty much wraps us up for the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for watching. Hopefully, Dodger will be back next week. And let's plug what we're going to be doing, shall we? Yeah, Sounds good. Plugs. Plugs, indeed. Crandor, what's coming up on your channel? <laughs> uh, well, I'm wrapping up uh, Warcraft 3 now. I've literally just got the Frozen Throne Undead campaign, which is Arthas going to Northrend. And I'm going to beat Husky, and that makes me very happy. And I also have some new WoW stuff coming out. I got more pointless top tens where I make top ten lists of really pointless things in WoW. That's always a fun series. Like I made top ten ceilings. Actually, it was really cool because there's a lot of ceilings that 
nobody looks at and they look really cool. And you're like, wow, someone put a lot of effort into that that nobody actually ever noticed. Uh, and then I'm working on my non-content RPG with RPG Maker VX Ace. I'm desi- designing greatest game ever created. Oh, it is yeah. in progress. It's going to be finished by the end of the year. On January 1st, I'm going to release it. It'll be pay what you want to play it. You can pay the minimal amount that may, on PayPal it makes it so you don't like one cent. One yeah, give no, him you can't pay. Give him It'll be like forty cents. It's got TB. It's got what? Dodger. It's I didn't got, license any of this. What the fuck? Well, it's got a persona of TB. <laughs> call, call him. Call him BT. <laughs> you're good. BT. You're good. <laughs> and, Selling my likeness, uh, you fuck. Whole bunch of stuff. It's got the MOBA community in it. It's got a dating sim in it. It's got uh, early access in it. It's got a hard mode level. It's got anything you can imagine in this non-content RPG. It's got an amazing storyline. It's got open world sandbox levels. A literal sandbox towers? level. Towers you can climb. <laughs> you need towers that you can oh. unlock. <laughs> there, there will be towers. Pretty much people just microtransactions. There are my currency is actually DLC. That's how you buy things in the game. You get grind tokens and you can oh, spend it yeah. on in-game DLC. You can buy a pay-to-win stuff, so you get an, a pay-to-win attack. You can buy pay-to-win to beat a level, or you can just buy pay-to-win on items. Or you know, so it's a great game. It's gonna be gonna be made. You need to stay uh, up to date with all this great stuff on YouTube.com/slash/WalkCrendor, Facebook.com/slash/Crendor, Twitter.com/slash/WalkCrendor, Twitch.tv/slash/Crendor. Follow, subscribe, you get a high five. Makershit.com/slash/Collection/slash/WalkCrendor. Zombie Dragon shirts off forty percent if you enter the code Crendor. Free shipping. I'm done. Cool. Jesse. <laughs> hey, yeah. So I'm not gonna do that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I uh, we're gonna continue with Far Cry 4 and Dragon Age. Dragon Age may continue for another 27 years. I may be doing <laughs> and it, and you'll still be in the hinterlands by the end of I'll it. Still be in the hinterlands. Everyone will be like, "Jesse, you gotta move on." I'm like, "Never." Um, yeah, I, I, that's gonna continue. Uh, we'll actually get back on schedule because of how messed up November was. There were very few fan Fridays, and and. Multiplayer mayhems and uh, green lights over the weekend. The weekend schedule was a mess. But we'll get back to that this week. And then uh, Saturday, there will be a stream of me at GOG playing this game. Freedom. Freedom Planet, yes. Planet World. Oh, yeah. SoundCloud.com slash Cox and Crendor. Oh, that's the thing. Go there. Uh, and then I think that's I think that's about it. I'm trying to think of something cool that's happening. Look, the normal stuff I do is still going to be happening. I don't change it up much, guys. Nope. I no, I am I am your constant. <laughs> I am your constant in an internet of variables. I, are you the, that candle in the wind? I yeah. I am I am I am like a candle in the wind for you. Except I don't. I'm a, I'm a candle that it contains lots of oil because I don't blow out. I'm always going to be there. Always, <laughs> unlike unlike everyone else in your life, I'm always going to be there for you. Watch okay. me. YouTube.com slash Jesse Cox. Yep. Twitter at Jesse Cox. Facebook, the Jesse Cox. Instagram, uh, Notorious COX. And go look at my please thing on the whisper. Steam. Please stop whispering. On the, on the, on the Steam thing. On the please, Steam thing. Go to my Steam curator list. I don't, that's, I don't I want to whisper it no, to you because we're no. close. We're all close now. No, we're not.
at all. Kidnap some kids and play play Captain Toad. <laughs> <laughs> They'll love it. If you have kids that are kidnapped, you need to keep them entertained. Oh the kid just gets Captain kidnapped Toad. and they come find you and they like arrest you. He's like, but I had fun playing Captain Toad's adventure. Yeah. <laughs> and they pull you away in handcuffs. I was just playing Captain Toad. Sure you were a guy. <laughs> so, That's what they call yeah. it these days. Well, I don't know what's going to be coming out this week, because uh, as people are probably aware, I start my round of chemo tomorrow, so I don't know how it's going to affect me. We'll see. I have lots of pills and medicine. I'm sure everything will be fine. So, what? Snake vlogs. Yeah, maybe. I might just be horribly lazy and make Hearthstone videos of opening packs and shit. <laughs> but I, uh, what's probably going to end up happening is I'll most likely like change my work schedule where I like have four days off and uh, like ten days on or whatever. So. I'll just I'll do what I can do, you know. I've I've already I already did one round of chemo and I was able to uh, get out a decent amount of videos. So we'll see see how that goes. But outside of that, the podcast should be pretty normal. I mean, this is why I've set my my chemo's like Wednesday every two weeks, and we have the podcast on Tuesday, so I should be like good to go for all of that. And if you wouldn't mind voting for either me or Jeff Gersman, I don't really mind who you vote for on that. Frankly, Jeff Gersman deserves it probably a lot more than me. Though I hear he hates being called a gamer, so actually giving him that award might be a great way to stick it to him. So you could do that. And if you go to nominees, thegameawards.com slash nominees, down at the bottom there's trending game where it's a publicly voted category. The voting ends in a couple of days. So if you do want to vote there, that would that would be awesome. It's That's entirely up to you. I'm going to make my own award show now. If everyone can make award <laughs> shows, why you can't know, I make an award you know, it's, show? It's funny, funny you mention that, actually. The... Um, I can, like, next year after all this is done, I'm really, like, considering putting together an indie game kind of f festival sort of award show thing that's run by YouTubers with, like, I, I, I think the, uh, the, the indie game festival's got about, like, 50,000 in prize money, like, raise that amount of money and do sort of an indie game award show where we send games to different YouTubers to showcase them and then we kind of decide amongst ourselves which is the best and kind of promote them. I thought it would be pretty cool. That would be something that is, like, worth doing. That's yeah. like I was just gonna like be like I like this you win an award that's what I was gonna do the Jesse Cox Awards and didn't it was we just talk be about like, that on a Cox and Crendor episode you'd like I'd make the Cox Awards or something and yeah, give them like, like the Cox because you're lazy but. kids would get the Coxies I'd be like it sounds like a disease it sounds like the disease you get after being kidnapped to play <laughs> Oh my god. Alright folks, that oh, wraps the up the co-optional podcast. Thank you very much for watching. We do not endorse anything that Jesse Cook says on this show. And we're about done. Thank you very much folks, and we will see you next week hopefully. Good night. Goodbye. Bye everybody.